is dedicated to my sons Shiloh and Chandler, who play video games with a vengeance. They get that from their dad. I can't wait till Hellgate London comes out so we can kick butt together. <laughs> uh, so that's the dedication that I've been talking about this entire time. Incredible. Uh, at the beginning of this book. Yeah. Um, and uh, they do get progressively more depressing as we go on. Great. I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, so, welcome everybody to... Uh, a memoir or two, a Hellgate London podcast. I'm Nicole. Joining me is Fergus Halliday. That's me. Um, and we did it. We we finished the book. We're one third of the way through the Hellgate London trilogy. Yeah. What uh, a uh, endeavor. Yeah. An endeavor. A project. Mm-hmm. A coping mechanism. What? <laughs> um, yeah. No. So if you're listening to this, then hopefully. I guess, question mark, hopefully, question mark, you've uh, been reading along, and you too have finished the first book in Mel Autumn's uh, Hellgate London trilogy, which is a spin-off slash based on the video game of the same name, um, but set several decades beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. Surprisingly, like, several decades beforehand, Mm, because it doesn't feel... No. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's like no time has passed at all. Yeah. Um, twice even because there's like it's like you said uh, an extrapolation of 2007 yeah. forward 30 years but nothing has really changed and then hellgate london itself is another couple decades after that uh which is again a couple decades where nothing has changed yeah like apparently nobody's like if i was a demon army and it's been like what 20 years i think i probably would have conquered humanity by then there's mm. not that much to yeah, where's the uh, where's the reactionary music? Where's, oh, yeah, man. where's the music that was inspired by Demon Invasion? Oh setting? god, that would be sick. Mm. Would it be like, like the art that like comes out of coral core? These what fifty years of weird shit? Yeah, <laughs> mm. I want that. Mm. That sucks. Mm. Um, All right. So we finished up at the end of chapter twenty. Last, last time, time correct last time. yeah okay cool right so we're at um chapter 25 um and so we do have i guess some caveats uh to touch on here in that i've been reading the digital version of the book and nicole has been reading the physical version of the book so our, we realized that our page numbers are slightly off but we finished at the end of chapter 24 last time yeah and this time we'll be reading through uh the rest of the book which for me is about 200 pages but they're digital pages um so it's it's not yeah. exactly equivalent where or how much how many are you at so left? uh 20 chapter 25 for me is chat is page 237 okay that's interesting uh and then if the end of the prologue is page 466 that's that is frightening for me end of chapter 24 is page 199 yeah uh and then the end of the book is 380 or so the font size on this is kind of big it's true it's true true. Um, i don't know i mean spacing and all sorts of weirdness yeah i guess there's like a huge chunk taken yeah yeah Yeah. anyway Uh, so so where were we last time uh chapter 24 Um, ended with uh, Simon was back in action. Simon was naked, actually. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we, like, he had just he had just reclaimed his like manhood slash power suit. Yeah, that was the whole thing. Um, and, and impressed gonna... Leah. Oh my gosh, we have so much stuff with Leah coming up. I can't oh, wait. Boy, oh, there's there's so much there, and by so much I mean not much, but 
<laughs> the amount that is there. Comparatively a lot. So much. Um, but so, 25. It's Warren chapter. We're back to Warren. Yeah. Um, the thing I realized, as I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, this book's very repetitive. Yes. Um, we Well, so here's the thing, right, is we... We said similar things last time we were recording. Yes. So now we're repeating ourselves, telling you how yes. the book is repeating itself. Art imitates life. Life imitates, imitates art. Yes. yes. Yeah. So Warren has decided, actually, Cavallus might be a thing I'm into for the third question mark time. Yeah. Because the th first time was... Was absolutely not. No. And then second time was... I guess. Everything went badly and he's like, I don't think I could do this. Yeah. And the third, third time he's like, yeah, all right. Yeah, all right, mate. Um, so he goes, uh, we open with him in a car. He's being sort of driven to the Cabalas. Uh, I'm thinking like a, like a base for them or something. Yeah. They're yeah. like their latest secret base. I, I am very differential about this because at this point, this is like the third secret Cabalas base. Like, <laughs> yeah, the first one wasn't that secret either. It was just a building. It was just a building where the lights were out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kelly is still there. We've still got that whole situation quite yeah like off-putting yeah yeah thing that he keeps justifying to himself mm-hmm mm -hmm. um uh we got liam and malcolm who yes. are driving who are taking him there liam i don't think reappears malcolm being like his introduction <laughs> to this other like cell of yeah yeah i like um, how i love how i love how you're like liam he does not reappear and i was i was just looking i was like does liam show up again no <laughs> No, he doesn't. I, I love that they describe his like cool face tattoos as well. Yeah, so we get we get quite a bit of that. We get yeah. like a lot of the description of sick goths mm -hmm. these few chapters. Um, yep. The the so they kind of drive out to the country um, in this van, right? Um, right. Sort of avoiding demons because they're cabalists and they can sense what they are. Um, but they so one of the things that I pulled out in my notes was. Uh, they get to like this sort of, you know, large landed like, sort of gentry type place. Yeah, right? yeah. And then you know, there's some horses, um, and Kelly is like oh, horses because she's apparently a horse girl. Yep. Um, Correct. As as apparently women are. I don't yep. Know. Uh, and then Malcolm, the their intro to this mm -hmm. cell of cabalist says yes. As long as they remain alive and there are no attacks by the demons out here, we'll have fresh meat. And Kelly gets really mad about that. <laughs> You're eating horses? Um, and, like, they're all, they all kind of, like, look at her, like, what the fuck? Like, there's demons. We gotta eat what we gotta eat. And I... then my favorite line from this is Kelly looks at Warren in disgust. While still under thrall to him. Like, she's still vaguely mind-controlled. Yeah. says... You didn't say anything about them eating horses. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh. um, I think you skipped a part uh, here, which is a thing I've highlighted that I yeah. quite love, is that when they approach the mansion, I'm just imagining it as like a mansion because it says high stone walls, yeah. snow-covered grounds. Uh, what is this place, Warren asked. Uh, and then Malcolm replies, the home of one of our benefactors. He's one of the strongest of our group. His name is Hedgar Tulane. You'll be meeting him in a little while. Warren knew the name. Tulane? The communications mogul? From what he remembered, Tulane owned a few communications groups that included radio, television, and newspapers. So the Kabbalists are run by Rupert Murdoch. That's... Yeah, that's... That's, that's, that's what that is, yeah. right? 
That seems I mean, like who else could it be? He's a Kabbalist. Yes, as was his father. It's just it's very um, inter- interesting. I mean, it makes sense. How else could Rupert Murdoch have survived as long as he has? Like, how old is he now? He's got to be like in his eighties, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. okay. So now we know. Now we know. Rupert there. Murdoch is. So that's definitely a strike against the Kabbalist agenda. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in terms of, I don't know whether you're a Team Kabbalist or Team Templar at this point, <laughs> um, but definitely, like, first of all, so it's like, it's like, it's run by Rupert Murdoch slash Rupert Murdoch's son, yep. like that kind of thing. Yeah. Also, his name is Hedger, yeah, that's... which is very funny. It's Hedger, but we put a H in front yeah, of it just... to make it sound, like, mysterious it's... and imposing. Ooh, he's, he's slightly noble. He's got an H. Hedger. Yeah. It's good. This is a very funny name. I'm, I, I love it. Yep. Yep. Great. Um, yeah. No, you, yep. I also have highlighted you didn't say anything about eating horses. <laughs> um, they just talk about stuff. Uh, oh yeah. Of course, we get a bit of uh, a cult World War Two history. Yes. Yes. yes that's the Tulanes used this place back in World War Two during the raids. Of course, the people who were allowed here weren't shown all of the secrets. They've always protected their Kabbalist beliefs from unbelievers. But there was some overlap of that during the Second World War. Hitler's minions were after many of the same talismans our organization pursued. Which, look... Wolfenstein's canon. I, yeah, I, Wolfenstein is canon. I, I can't be mad about this. I am absolutely a sucker for Nazi occult shit. Like, yeah, as a trope, ab- absolutely. it's complete garbage and nonsense, but I love it. It's just uh, the candy of historical fiction. It's it's excellent, and sadly, <laughs> I think this, like, is completely unused. for the. I think they just mentioned it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely, like, an offhand mention... Um, and, like, the rest of the chapter really is just a lore dump as they go around the mansion and uh, Malcolm sort of just ex- exposits more about yeah. what's going on with the Kabbalists. So, uh, so they do, there's, yeah. a, there's a secret fireplace. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's a secret fireplace. And they go, like, the thing that he's describing about World War Two is, like, the cabins that are underneath mm-hmm. this mansion that they've turned into their own sort of Templar-like base. Yeah. Um, the one thing that happens i guess that's supposed to be cool Mm -hmm. um is warren walks through a wall yes he does Um, walk through a wall yes it's a very like mind over matter type thing yeah where it's like you just have to believe that you can pass through that wall and the wall the like atoms of the wall rearrange themselves around his hand is sort of what's described right yeah so align myself is the wording used Mm -hmm. yeah um, and then that that's the end of the chapter, that's, really, is, is him passing through the wall, right? Yeah. Um, and then the next chapter is him finishing walking through the wall. Yes. So yes. We, we'll move on to chapter 26. We will. We will. Um, did you have a name for that chapter? No, or I have you abandoned that convention? I have now abandoned that. There are too like, many chapters. There's actually too many. I and not enough happens. No. Um, definitely. I'm, I'm sad I couldn't keep doing it. But. I'm. That's, that's fair. Yeah. But uh, it's, I mean, like... I, th- I blame the book, honestly. We're at a point now where it feels like so many of these chapters are just one chapter broken into four chapters. Yeah. Um, and, like... A as... of, just a lot of an unnecessary, like, dialogue and stuff. Yeah. That, like, pads them out. And time. weird, like, cliffhanger question mark. Like, yeah. I, um, I, I recently read uh, The Romance of Three Kingdoms, and one of the, like, really funny Romance of Three Kingdoms-isms is that every chapter ends with a cliffhanger. Yes. Um, and the thing that's kind of interesting and relevant about that is that initially you think like, oh, this is a cool, interesting stylistic device. Like there's always, you know, a thing, hook that wants you to keep reading. Like, yeah. oh, this scheme failed. Uh, Southside wants, is he going to kill the person who 
who suggested that scheme. Read on to find out. And then the thing you realize um, after 20 chapters, because it's quite a long book, it's 120 chapters total, is that after 20 chapters, you're like, none of these cliffhangers mean anything. Nothing ever important happens, yeah. basically. It's, it's all uh, just, just... It's, it's all just sort of a theatrical device. Uh, yeah. And it's kind of meaningless. And I get that sense here as well, um, where it's like, oh man, uh, will Warren phase through this wall or will yeah. he not keep... Reading, reading to find out, out. <laughs> like, um, it's, yeah. and it's like sure yeah okay he immediately does it and it really it's a it kind of it really does make me again wonder what age group the intended audience is for this game for mm. this book because I, I like it can't be like adults right sure like it's gotta be like it's gotta be like fourteen to like yeah. sixteen. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely right? got that vibe to it. Like, yeah. Okay. Um. So he phases through, and there's like he's in a cave with all these cool arcane drawings and like symbols on the walls, and it's like also described as like a lab. Yeah. So I'm just thinking like alchemist lab type energy to it. Mm-hmm. Um. There's an interesting uh thing here where he sees a man uh with tattoos and scars covering every square inch of skin. Um, and to and he also the guy has horns. Uh, but there's an interesting line here where it says the man's appearance immediately put to Warren uh, to put Warren to the mind of Sununos, the horned one from Celtic legends, who I yes. ne- I don't think ever comes up again. <laughs> no. But it's just a just a very weird like oh yes of course this ancient Celtic legend never meant weird just, um yeah weird weird pull but you know I respect I guess I respect the, like, the reach. The, Maybe the way that the book would consider this to make sense is that his mom was super into, like, you know, occult stuff and legends yeah, and things, yeah. so, like, maybe he would know that. But... Yeah, I don't know, it's just very weird um, I, to think about, I guess, because specifically because Celtic legend in, and lore is not as well known as something like... Norse mythology or Greek mythology, right? Yeah, like, it's it's it doesn't have that. Pull. It doesn't have that, like, cultural cut-through in a modern context. Yeah. Um, uh, so it's just this weird. It's also it feels like he it feels like they also like googled Celtic gods with horns or something. It was like yeah, that's it. I'm gonna put that in. Here's the first few lines of Wikipedia. <laughs> shove them in there. Um, it's uh, yeah. Anyway, it's just a weird. I mean, like it's fine as a as a reference. Just it comes out of nowhere, especially for Warren. Yeah. Um, specifically, uh, it's yeah. very weird. Uh, so this this. This tall guy that's behind the wall. Excuse me, his name is Hedger. Yes, so we are introduced to Hedger Tulane. He is like seven feet tall and he has, you know, the horns and stuff. So I I kind of like this because he's like, you know, like a, a public figure. Yeah. Right? Like he is like a dude that owns media companies. And as soon as, like, the apocalypse happened, he was just like, fuck it, mask off, and, like, put, skull, like, horns in my skull, let's do it. Like, he uh, has zero pretension that things are going to go back to normal. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, fucking shove this demon shit into my veins. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm maybe, I may be getting a bit confused uh, whether we got to that at this point, but I feel like it was established uh, either before or potentially later at this point. Uh, the, the way that the Kabbalists do the demon modification stuff is they literally just, like, jam demon body parts into their body and hope their body grows around it. Yes, yeah. That's essential. It's not like, oh, man, you're using these demon powers so your body grew horns, uh, no, like that just... Daniel Radcliffe movie. 
Um, uh, like, no, it's like, no, we killed the demon. I'm just going to stick its arm in my arm and see what happens. Yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> so uh, that's, that's kind of pulled yep. from the games as well. It's like a lot of the Kabbalists have that, those kinds of modifications to themselves in the yep. game and they do it to increase their power, but like, and their cool stat. Yeah. But it's always, it's always presented as like, maybe not true. Mm. like they do this we don't know if it does anything but they mm. th- seem to think it's sick which mm. is like we, it is correct <laughs> <laughs> um well i mean it, it was it was cool until rupert murdoch started doing it yeah definitely yeah, kind of it really everyone. co-opted the movement there uh <laughs> about you know body autonomy um then he he pulls um kelly through this yes and they're like well. whoa and they're like what the fuck nobody's ever Never done, done that. that you're so talented yeah um and it make, makes you think like does that mean everybody here has magical powers because like you get sometimes you need people like extra people to do things yeah. and they might not be magical is yeah. there like a service entrance for like i'm not gonna say the word but people yeah. that don't have magical abilities sure like is that a thing that they have sure or... i don't know i, uh... I don't know um there's a second fire it does it does uh that discussion definitely reminds me weirdly of um uh lovecraft country uh which i read recently Mm -hmm. um and there's basically like a story in there um which is is uh radically different in the show version of the story so this is not technically a spoiler if you're if you're watching the show um but essentially there's like a rich uh white guy who has arcane powers and he basically creates a portal to another planet and then he sends like uh servants and slaves over there to like build a home for him on this other planet and then he just like forgets about them essentially and they end up stuck on this planet for like 30 years okay um so i'm i'm honestly surprised that this weird cabal has not uh just like just gone that way with it and just like oh no we just have a bunch of people who live on the other side of this brick wall (laughs) they cannot leave we, we, we moved them here before we put the wall up, and now it's weird. They seem, like, ruthless um, enough where they would do that, but... Uh, yeah. Uh, so... Lovecraft Country is such a better book than this as well. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say. Um, but yeah, no, this... I mean, this chapter, like the last one, is very heavy on exposition. It's a lot of Tulane talking about, like, the history of the Kabbalists and yeah. their relationship to the demons like, I have, and I tattoos. Have a couple funny things yeah. here. Tattoos like, allow us to focus our powers. Like, Tulane, like, immediately puts all of his cards on the table. Like, but, immediately. Like, I mean, I'd, like, I'd say, I'd say you know, it's nice for him to be efficient, but this book is definitely a lot longer than it needs to be, so I don't know if that's yeah, true. Yeah, because, like, he's just like, um, hey, you know, it's cool that you could pull it through the wall like that. And then, hmm. and he's like, working with you helping you discover your true potential is going to be exciting. And Warren's like, I didn't come here to be someone's science project. And he mm. goes, oh no, you won't be anyone's science project. This isn't about science, it's a, et cetera. So he's just immediately like, oh yeah, we're going to experiment on you, dude. Yep. Like, yeah. just no, like, pretend like, ah, yes, we're doing this to, like, help you. It, it's it's mm. just immediately like, no, you're here because we want to fuck around with your body a bit. Mm. Like, which is, yeah, it's, you know, it's fine. Um... I mean, the next part sort of just confirms the thing we already knew, which is that since the Hellgate showed up, there is more magic in the world. Yes. Uh, so there's a bit of that. Um, and then we also have this interesting line where they, they're explaining to Warren that they don't necessarily hunt down the demons so much as observe them to try and learn more, mm-hmm. um, which uh, puts them, again, in line with the Templars in terms of not doing shit about this demon <laughs> invasion that's destroying, <laughs> you know, civilization as they know it. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, we don't want to be involved. No. 
we're just here directly. Um, um, Shulgoth is reintroduced for like the eighth time. Yep, from the video game. Um, we also get like a bunch of like I don't know. It feels almost like aperture science test room yeah like, bullshit where there's just like they walk past like huge prospect windows and there's mm. a different cabal cabalist in each one mm. like using their own magical power one of them's throwing a knife with their mind the other one's like uh setting themselves on fire and not being hurt mm. uh yeah there's like yeah it's just like a quick like greatest hits of this is what magical powers can be yep which you know uh, yeah uh Tulane also just knows all of warren's family history and just relitigates that with him for the third question mark time yeah it's weird because so <laughs> but yeah like we now have gone through warren's backstory like the third or fourth time yeah. But also, this is probably the the most dramatic way that we've gone through it. Yeah, because he, he like visualizes the memories, and he like yeah. yeah, and he like plays like the like the nine 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 call mm. that warrant that was made, and like the, there's like yeah footage and stuff because he owns like fucking TV networks. Yeah, and you know what? If we'd saved all of this up to like this moment, it'd be a lot. It'd be pretty good. I I would be really down for this being the moment that warren's like tragic backstory is revealed but mm. instead it's it, oh again yeah it has like zero actual emotional impact because we are like as soon as Tolene starts talking about it we're like all right oh, okay, this again right. yeah well, i'll yeah, just yeah, skip yeah. the next yeah, three yeah. paragraphs yeah so that all of that kind of happens and then he gets nervous and starts scratching under yes. his arm under his yes. coat and that's the arm that's been burnt yes and instead of pink and bloody flesh warren saw greenish tinted black scales covering his arm yeah dude's got scales which is uh it's pretty sick it is it is pretty like sick. if if anything cool was gonna happen in this chapter that's a pretty good one that's yeah. yeah like him having a lizard arm i'm down with yeah no i'm i'm about it yeah i mean it's certainly something new which is better than than most of that chapter yeah um, so, chapter 27, we're back with Leah. Which is, yeah, well, kind of. She has the first words, yes, but yes. she's definitely, she's unfortunately not a point of view character yet. Not yet. Which no. is a bummer, because she's the best. Um, again, this is another, uh, name-dropping demons, like the Ravager chapter, and also a relitigating the history of the Templar secret organization chapter because Leah doesn't know about it and Simon yeah. basically just tells her everything about it. And so the, the um, one thing that I like about like the opening of this chapter is though is right because mm. the very very end of the previous one is like Warren going oh shit like and checking his arms <clears throat> and then immediately it cuts to Leah saying what is it when she's yeah. like looking at a demon with green yeah. scales and yeah. that's at least like you know what? that's how you do a chapter yeah right? chapter transition right like, there but dramatic yeah like i actually quite enjoyed yeah that, um i like that the templars have a museum in their in their underground yes <laughs> it's important culture is important yeah absolutely you can't <laughs> uh, raise this they're like a bunker like well this is the museum section of the bunker network <laughs> uh it's important um there's an interesting quote here uh where uh leah vaguely agrees that chemical weapons are permittable yes so actually like i did I, if I was doing chapters, <laughs> chapter names, I would call this one Leah is faced with questions of moral philosophy. Because, like, <laughs> like a yeah. good, like, page of this is just, like, Simon basically interrogating like, her, like, Would you use chemical weapons on the demons? And she's like, I don't know, man. Who could say? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's basically... She's like, what kind of spells? Good or evil? And he's like, well, that's a dumb question. And, and then... Yeah. 
I mean, I mean, the book, the book through both the Templar and the Kabbalah sort of threads is definitely like magic is a science. We kind of like it. It is kind of interesting that it kind of grounds magic in the same questions uh, that it asks of technology, right? Yes, is like magic isn't this like unfathomable thing. It's just a, a thing that exists that we can we have a limited understanding of and can use, yeah. and the ways in which we use it. Yes, uh, but we don't know necessarily what the implications. Of yeah, that are. and it, like it. It is uh, repetitive, but it is at least uh, an opinion that the book has about it, which yeah. I find interesting. I, I really like... Um, <laughs> so, like, the kind of the meat of this this dialogue that Simon Leah has is he asks her to define good and evil, and she says, that's simple. <laughs> <laughs> good. Love it. Yeah. And, then, yeah. and then he says, is it? Tell me, are a soldier's actions killing enemy soldiers good or evil? And then she says, it depends whether the soldier is fighting for you or against you. And there's a real just uh, lack of spine here yeah. from her, which yeah. I think definitely, if you didn't already realize who Leah is, you probably can kind of guess what yeah. her job is now. Yeah. Uh, we meet a female Templar called Anne. We, uh, we meet two female Templar. Ooh, ooh. Um, but the Anne's the uh, matters. <clears throat> uh, and Kiko. Yes. Who's uh, the first Asian character we've seen in the book, right? I feel like I can't recall. At least it. it's the first character with an Asian name True. in the book, for True. sure. But True. I I mean... It says her features were Asian, which... Oh, does it? Yep. Okay, yeah. I forgot. Yeah. I was too busy focusing on how it described the other woman in this chapter. Oh, yes, of course. So I figured I would yes, read that go, word for go, word. Yes, go, of course. <clears throat> the Templar halted her charges for a moment. She's mm -hmm. taking her some kids. Um, as she's a woman. Yes, uh, yes. Then her faceplate flared open. So apparently, again, I'm going to break out again. Uh, apparently her one doesn't turn transparent. Because they have... They uh, do, yeah. Uh, but this one just opens. Yeah. Um... She was beautiful, with a heart-shaped face and deep brown eyes. A few strands of cinnamon-coloured hair showed and matched her eyebrows. Like... <laughs> Alright. <laughs> uh, so, we kind of learn that uh, this particular woman, Anne, was originally betrothed to Simon. Mm. Um, and which some people suspect as a way to keep him grounded in the Templar mm. as a way to hold mm. him there. Um, and then he disappeared off into South Africa. And Leah, of course, does what she keeps doing whenever another woman mm -hmm. is in the scene and immediately assumes that, like, they've been fucking and she gets really weirdly jealous despite everything. Um... And, and so Simon explains, like, the arranged marriage stuff and says, no, I actually, we're actually on really good terms. Like, I went and talked to her before I left. I don't know, it's nice. And then they flirt a bit. Yeah. And actually, it's probably, it's quite, I'm maybe, like, revealing my hand a bit here, but I wish Anne showed up again. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Because, you know what? That would be a much better romantic interest for Simon than Leah. Because yeah. they don't work. Yeah. At all. I don't think Kiko shows up again as well. No, neither of which them. Is a, which is a bummer, because she's at least interesting in that um, they sort of convey that she, like, distrusts and doesn't like Simon. But it, it, it doesn't seem that they're like, oh, yeah, she distrusts and dislikes him for necessarily irrational reasons, like his, like, former, uh, like, childhood bully person before. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Martin, was it Martin? Uh, no, it's... 
I'm, I'm blanking on his name. We'll, we'll get back to it. He doesn't come up again, I'm no, pretty sure. No, he does. He does? Yeah. Really? Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. All right. Um, um, uh, I don't remember him coming up a lot in the last 80 pages, for no, example. There, there is yeah. like one more scene with him in this uh, book. Okay. Um, yeah. But like, it is at least vaguely interesting um, that... Uh, there's like some some diversity to the Templars, and that there's someone who's not like a hundred hundred percent like on board with it. Uh, it's just interesting. Yeah, she seems like she could be an interesting character. Absolutely. Um, or anyway. at least starting from a more interesting place. <laughs> yeah. Um, there are children with them because I sure. Yeah. Sure. They, they got to take care of the kids. Yeah. They all seem really sad because it's not a good time. Yeah. Um. And that's basically the end of the chapter, right? It's just they leave and then... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, they actually... So, she wants to actually talk to him about this arranged marriage. Yeah. Uh, and so he's like, look, can we do this, like, somewhere that's not in the middle of the corridor where the girl I was betrothed to yeah. is? Like, can we go talk yeah. somewhere private? And the next chapter is exactly that. Yeah. As they sit in a small table in the corner of the almost empty commissary. Mm-hmm. There was two steaming cups of tea. Um... <sighs> At least they still have tea in this post-apocalyptic future. Yep, yep, yep. Well, actually, no. Like, like mid-apocalyptic Mid, future. yeah. Um, and then that's basically this chapter is, is Simon and Leah talking about the politics of arranged marriage. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, they are, but also it is uh, increasingly obvious that Leah is just pumping him for information. Yes. Yeah. Like <laughs> about it, like it, the it, culture and structure of the. He temple. should really. Be able <laughs> He's to very bad now. at it, which does come up again later. I think someone else is like, yeah, it's really weird how she's like clearly, deliberately trying to just get information from everyone. Yeah. Uh, someone observes later on. Um, um, in this chapter, though, we get like so. Yeah, he explains like the the purpose behind arranged marriages and that sort of thing keep them keep them in the system yeah and then also like what happens like with the way that they control their population and all that sort of thing but the other thing that i noticed in this chapter is that like simon Mm -hmm. now thinks the dumb plan is good Mm -hmm. there's like a bit here where like they talk about like the like how visible they are to the outside yeah. world and why they aren't helping like all of these people mm-hmm. out there and simon immediately justifies it by saying but we did it so that the demons know the don't know that we're here mm. and so he's like now off like somehow just immediately bought into this stupid fucking plan that he mm. hated like mm. what like two chapters ago yeah uh, um so he and like you know maybe he's just really defensive which fair enough I mean, he's he's having a go of it, right? He's come back. He's got the power army. He's trying to make it work. He wants to kind of be be in the good books again with the Templars. Yeah, he's trying to you know um, establish himself. Establish himself. Uh, there's a fun thing here where they talk about uh, again. This is just Leah milking him for information, but it's like yeah. uh, uh, what the technology that the Templars has. It's like the tech, the Templars seem withdrawn from society, and their technology is ahead of everything anyone else seems to have. And then uh, uh, Simon clarifies, uh, when it comes to weapons, yes, but the Templar know they're too focused when it comes to tech development. Medicine is just as important, and they don't have the resources to follow up on it. They don't have good healthcare. Yeah. They need better healthcare. And you know what? Like, given that Simon's (laughs) mother died, like, in childbirth, (laughs) I believe him. (laughs) Um, Gosh, yeah. There's also a fun thing where, I don't know, like, uh, they're just 
just talking about how like oh yeah if you if you disrespect the rules you'll pass over for promotions yeah or you get like a sh- you get, you get shitty housing it's, it's, like it's, assignment it's weird actually like it because yeah they do need some sort of form of like discipline for their like military society mm. but it's that's the best they can come up with is are yeah. oh, you only get two bedrooms instead of three it's true I don't know. Of course, yes, yes. Um, so Simon gets goes to bed eventually, and then he gets woken up um, mm-hmm. because there's an assignment. Yes, so they got a mission. Yeah, we're we're going out. Um, and then he asks, like, he asks what they're actually doing. Oh, then, this is the book. Yes, yes. Yeah, we're up to the book. We're up now. to the book. And um, Bruce just says. Bruce, one of the people They're in being, the squad, is yeah. just like, no, you'll find out later, dude. You'll find out the mission. But if we read on, yeah. and uh, him and a group of other Templars are going into, I believe it's Chelsea? This is the Chelsea district? Uh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, so it's a well-off sort of residential district, uh, and they are going to find a mysterious book. Yes. Um, and it's is, a pretty cool book. It is a pretty cool book, for uh, many reasons. Uh, so it's rumored to be written by a mad monk who escaped demonic captivity. Uh, brother Cargill, who comes up a few times in this book, actually. Yes, yeah. So, so Simon knows who it is. The other guy. He's like, oh yeah, really... of course, yes, naturally. Um, yeah. We get a connection to the previous chapters, and that they're like, oh yes, Cargill, he discovered the Ravager corpse that's on display in the Rourke Museum where we were before. <laughs> and it's like, oh, of course, naturally, yes. naturally it all comes together. It all comes together. Uh... Um, we just get some history stuff about the third crusades and yeah. and cargill sort of inc- interacting with that and the early templar sort of history yeah <clears throat> like cargill getting like uh kidnapped by demons yep and coming back years later or whatever completely mad mm-hmm. um yeah yeah and and the, like they don't actually start their mission yet they're still just kind of like briefing yeah, on the way ready for it on route uh and then we we stop there and then we jump back to Warren, Warren in an MRI machine. Yeah, no test, no experiments being done here. No, no, no at science all. experiments at all. So that's that's chapter twenty. All, all above board. Yeah, here. chapter twenty nine. Uh, he has. So uh, I love like this first page is pretty much entirely all of the experiments that they've run on him since we last got yep. there. Yep. Including like, he literally just like got a knife. And like, so trying to, to remove the scales. Yeah, Tulane lent him a knife so he could try and get one off. And he's and you know what? Weirdly, it hurt. And he's like, damn. So Um Yeah, no, I mean like we just pick up here and it's basically Warren is like, I don't want my hand to be scaly. Please help me get rid of it. Yeah. Let's try and understand this thing. We get something interesting in terms of like uh like just some fun mm. stuff to think about yeah is that he now his arm has demon different dna different dna yeah yeah um which warren didn't know much about dna or how it was charted fair fair yeah who does really? oh my gosh i love this i love this here it's uh so he didn't know much about dna or how it was charted but he did remember from high from school that there was something about a double strand that coiled around that made it unique and that was all yeah. Which is honestly more than I remember about the nature <laughs> of DNA and how it's charted. You obviously haven't watched a bunch of, like, Fifth Element eight times. True. Like, you gotta... I, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, gosh, this just reminded me about Miller Jovovich. Yeah. And that, 
whole thing. Mm -hmm. Did you see that Monster Hunter trailer? I know we're getting a bit off topic. Did you see that Monster Hunter trailer? I saw that there is a Monster Hunter trailer. Oh, the trailer has her on a Jeep shooting machine guns She's that are like. Monster? Yeah. Is it directed yeah, yeah, by yeah, her yeah. It's their new thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. good. And the thing is, we need to encourage it because, like, they've done Resident Evil. Yeah. Now they're doing Monster Hunter. What's next? Phoenix Wright. Think oh, about Mila Jovovich in a Phoenix Wright movie. Now we're in it. She'd be a good Mia. Yeah. Man. Think about how extreme and like completely like deviant from source material it could it could get. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, okay. what a possibility. Everybody wants anyway. to see the Monster Hunter movie. Yeah, we need to support art. <laughs> um. <laughs> um. Anyway, back to Hellgate London. Yeah. Um. So Warren's DNA is not human. Is the is the takeaway here? Yeah, the scales are spreading uh, throughout his body. Like they're 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 covering more and more of him. Yep. Uh, and he's he gets quite. He's upset. like, I don't want to be scaly, and Talena's like, but they're sick. Yeah, and like, they protect you. And that's basically like this whole conversation is them just arguing. He's like, I don't want to be, you know, a scale lizard person. And they're like, but it would be cool. Yeah, like, Talena has the right idea here. If you can get a fucking sick demon scale arm, get a fucking sick demon scale arm. I don't, like, what the fuck is wrong don't with you? Don't look a demon scale arm gift in the mouth. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, he asks if it could all just be removed surgically. And they're like, and the probably, like, it would be bad. Yeah, that would fucking hurt. You'd probably die. And he's like, oh... I oh, guess. Okay. And then uh, the chapter ends uh, with them saying, "Like we're learning more and more every day. Give us time, Warren." Uh, which you know definitely doesn't sound like they're experimenting on him at all. No, like that's it's, it's mm. very it is very transparent here. Mm. Like, mm. oh yeah, we'll help you if you if we figure out a way. Hey. Just like. <laughs> um, I respect that this ca th that chapter at least has a focus and doesn't ex you know extend itself beyond it being a single chapter. It is a good like like little snippet, like, like maybe ten yeah. pages or something. Yeah. In, in this book, it's just basically one conversation. Yeah, it's it's like some actual um, decent pacing. Yeah, and and the and like the question of like what to do about his arm was raised in the previous one, so it's like it builds off that nicely. And the question and the answer, sorry, the answer that they reach is I don't know. We'll figure it out later. <laughs> it's like, which is where I think it lets itself down a little bit. Is yeah. it's like if if they reach some sort of uh, conclusion or stance, you could be like, oh, okay, I see how they got there through this conversation. Yep. But the conclusion they reach is, I don't know. Got <laughs> some time. The pros and cons, right? Um, but chapter thirty, we jump. We jump back, back to, Simon. to Simon on the hunt for this book, mm -hmm. much like you on the hunt for your copy of Exodus. Yeah. Um, Mine was not written by Brother Cargill. Yeah, it's true. Unfortunately. It's true. Um, they go into this uh, big spooky house. Yes, so it is... <laughs> this Where the book is supposed to be. And There's it... a Goldilocks reference, which will vaguely come up as, I think, vaguely uh, foreshadowing later. Yeah, um, it is the house of a fantasy writer. Named yes, Robert, Robert Thornton. Thornton. Which... I read him, Carl, one of the younger Templars said, he writes good stuff. <laughs> Which I'm like, is that a real person? Are you just like giving a thank you to, to a, your buddy, to your Robert, buddy Thornton? Robert Thornton? Yeah. I, or I, I really like the last name Thornton because yeah. it makes me think of Alpha Protocol. Yeah, yeah. Where's Thornton now? Gone. He was in the US on a book tour when the demons struck. Yeah. Um, again, I didn't look too deeply into this to see if this is actually like a friend of the author or something, but I, I like to think it is. It's kind of yeah, cute. Let's just pretend. Yeah. Um... 
basically they're going through the house finding all these uh, environmental storytelling cues, mm-hmm. like photos and documents and stuff, and learning more about Thornton as they go through the house and look for this book. A real Bioshock level, for yeah, sure. Yeah, certainly. Um, they find a secret switch. They do, yeah. Um, uh, it opens, and they find some secret books. They, they find like a few weird things mm. so like there's a bunch of like magical artifacts in there like the book obviously that they're looking for but there's also just like a weird stick with legs that wanders around yeah like a magical it's stick. real uh sorcerer's apprentice energy yeah it's uh, it was funny reading this because um like kind of yeah when i read this chapter was at the, like the height of like the stick bug meme i do not recall the stick bug meme i'll show you later um memes but, are too fragmented now yeah it, it's a good one yeah um and I, I couldn't think of it any, as anything other than that. Yeah. So that's fun. Um, the book starts moaning yes, at them. Yes, yes. So they find the book. Yes. Capital, like, the book that they're here for. Um, it's like a storybook of, like, fa- like fables and shit, right? Uh, like, it, that's that was the, my real... It was, like, it was almost like some fantasy, like... It is... It, it, it's the mad ramblings of this... Yes. This monk. Um, and they open it, and it says, Under the magical light, the creatures illustrated on the page slithered and shied away. Moans echoed inside the hidden space. So the book starts making moaning noises. Yeah. Which, I'm gonna say, not what you want from a book. Nope. That's um, generally, like, a pretty big red flag. Yep, yep. And then, uh, hand snakes out of the book. <laughs> which is certainly a visual. Yes. Um... And then the hand grabs Derek's helm and curled its fingers behind the Templar's head. And it uh, this whole sequence is just absolutely wild. Yeah. Essentially, the book eats Derek. It eats, like it eats Bruce. Sorry, Bruce. Um, um, and so this hand, it says it has two opposable thumbs and four fingers. So it has. Yep. It has a full six fingers. Yep. Uh. Yeah. And like Bruce, for some reason, can't. See the hand, the and hand. and the hand just sort of grabs him and like pulls him into, into the, book, the book, which is just absolutely incredible to visualize. Yeah, it's good. Uh, impossibly, Bruce's body stretched, thinning just enough to fit through the pages of the book, through it but not into it, because when Bruce disappeared from the hidden room, he never reappeared on the page among the scuttling things that huddled there. The books, uh, the book leaped from Derek's hands and thudded to the floor. It's good. And I'm, I'm, I'm down with this book. This is, this is, again, this is wild. This is a wild turn and a real change of, like, tone and, and style that I did not expect from this book. Yeah. It feels like it, it, it obviously treats uh, demons as, like, aliens and are very real. It's generally grounded. quite grounded. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and this is just, like, some wild fantasy shit. Yeah. And it's this, like, what this, the this, hell? Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah. Yep. Derek's like, Bruce is in there. And Simon's <laughs> like, we don't know how to get him out, so I guess we just take the book yeah like simon like tells them not to touch it because like, it lead them like, that's a fucking dumb idea mm-hmm. uh, and this is really i find this really really funny because simon asks do you have anything to bind it otherwise we're gonna have to lead it and derek pulled a long length of small linked chain from a hidden compartment inside his arm mm-hmm. and says i was given this it's a, like a palladium alloy chain that they were given specifically to bind up this book but, but why didn't you leave why with that why did you that wait until it why'd you wait until it you know ate someone yeah like i'm sure your mission briefing would be like by the way the book will you know do bad things if you touch it do not or even like Hey, this book maybe is dangerous. Could so be just, haunted. Just just wrap this thing up before you do anything. You know, lead with that. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> that <we> do, happens. <laughs> we do 
It says, like, there's a blessing that, that would find whatever evil was yep. in it. And then, like, Derek says... They, they didn't, didn't say, say it would, it would do, uh, that. do that. <laughs> but again, poses questions about the nature of Temple leadership. Go get this haunted as hell book. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah, I, I really like how um, Simon follows up with, if they had, would you have come? And, like, Simon just immediately distrusting, like, yeah. Templar command, which, fair enough. Like, that... that. Yeah. Um, they... When they, uh... Sort of bind up the book, it, like, bloats like a toad, straining at the chains around it. Yeah. This is um, all really good. It's just... It's so... It's such a... Just a bizarre, uh, sequence. Um... Yeah. And then some demons show up. Yes. So normal uh, demons. Yeah, and not it's, book demons. It's it's you know, it has the, the good classic action scene banter where you yep. know one of them says, Demons have found us, lads, and then Derek asks where and All around us. All around us. Which that, is, you and, know and good. then a cliffhanger, will they make it out? Read on to read on to find so, out. Well yeah, I guess. Um, I mean there's they use harp technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, a gremlin shoots a, a harp gun. Darn. Um, at the end of this chapter, which is a thing from the video game. Uh-huh. Uh, Iconic. Yeah. Who could forget? Certainly not me who played 30 hours the of whole this thing. game. Yeah. Certainly not me. I would never forget about. I'm pretty sure the harp, the harp. weapons are also Templar weapons, so I think you may be. Look. No look. real due diligence there. Look. It's, it's a long video game. It's been a long year. Yeah, it's true. Um, Has it? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, uh, so we move on to chapter 31. We do. Uh, the electrical discharge from the harp gun uh, blew the glass out of the window and knocked Simon from his feet. Um, and, I mean, this chapter is, is a yet another Templar action sequence, right? Where the, the demons show up and then the Templars, through their, their sheer masculinity and powerful power armor, triumph. Yep. Um, there, there's like a couple there's like there there are some things in here that are funny like before, like he just like simon asks is there anyone on the second floor and then they say no and he goes all right good because i was about to throw a grenade just like which you know polite ask yeah uh polite ask. and i think like there's again there's not much in here other than just like it's another one of those combat and they even like re- i know i know we're just harping on at this point uh about the repetitiveness but like even they just do the nod to greek fire again yeah <laughs> and it's like yep got it i think there's a bit where like um simon puts his spike boots in a thing again yeah like we're just at this point we really are just repeating ourselves yeah um and uh, like it doesn't help i think that these action sequences are just not lived they're not great yeah uh to begin with but now it feels like we are just hitting the same um we're just sort of hitting the same notes over and over again it's just there's a bunch of gremlins and the templars just like smash them yeah um and some templar die the the one thing that happens here which is important for later chapters yes. is that uh simon sees a, a little girl yes they find the daughter of thornton or whatever yeah so apparently when um, he went to the u.s his family was still here and they're yeah. all hiding in like a, another secret compartment apparently there's a bunch in this house honestly that seems like a fiction writer thing to do i guess i've so. seen i've seen knives out yeah sure if i was going to be writing a bunch of fantasy novels mm. i would have secret bookshelves mm. um and so he simon is faced with a, a dilemma of either saving this uh these two children and their mother or or Or, leaving so that his templar buddies can 
escape. Yep. Uh, and he does the morally true and correct thing, which is help the the family yes. to the expense of his Templars because he believes in, you know, knighthood and yes. Yes. honor. Um, which is is kind of the it's the thing this one thing that is, happens that's his entire character is, arc for the next 150 yeah pages, the rest of this book is purely like, about the consequences of that action yeah and yeah so something and important happened you wouldn't know it though no the book does not really like lean into it it doesn't much. belabor the point no it doesn't really it's just yeah because we've kind of gone over a few times now that simon thinks that the templar are doing things wrong when he's not defending them from leah Mm. and and so like at this point it's like yeah it is kind of mm. that 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 ultimate moment for him as a character to mm. be able to say like no what we're doing is wrong mm. like we need mm. to save these people so i don't know like that that's and that's the end of chapter 31 remember detective hyde i do oh i don't actually remember like i i hope he does show up again i hope I, yeah i feel like he's a, <laughs> like he's probably like a second book character yeah no i but again what a what a what a character who could be intersecting with these characters in interesting ways yeah Yeah. like it's part of me like so we we're already like well before the actual games in terms of where we are in the Mm. timeline right yeah you know what would make a really good hellgate book is instead of as the invasion is happening mm-hmm. like we could have a book even further back about like say hyde investigating the ritualistic murders before that, the, hell the demons were doing to yeah. open the hell you would, i mean you would think that would be the thing that you would do with the with the hellgate prequel novelizations yeah uh, and like i there are total like there are books that do that sort of thing and they're fun mm. like there's some really good 40k novels yeah. about like detectives uh, yeah. Um, yeah. that do exactly that thing, and they're really fun, and they're way more fun than yeah, yeah, more Templar combat. Yeah. So anyway, this next chapter, 32, is really just belaboring the point of Simon being like, "We have to save these innocent people." And yeah. The, so Derek like, right is like, after I say yeah. in chapter 31, yeah. we don't really belabor the point there. We do. Yeah. Immediately we do in immediately. Uh, you know, I'm not making a big deal out of it. That's basically, um, basically where, where we're at. We've got to save these girls. We've got to save these people. Yeah. Um, and then his Templar people are like, come on, we don't have time to take care of them. We have to go. Yeah. Um, it's, it's cool. He actually, like, the the girls, like, the young, because she's yeah. got to be, like, I don't know, like, 12 or something. She's quite young. Yeah. Um, he, like, tells her to, like, fucking, like, take her brother out and, like... She does a good job. Yeah. Like, like props to this, like, young girl, like, taking care of her, her brother and saving him from demons. Like, mm. good on you. Mm. I did wonder if the, that young girl uh, would appear in Hellgate London, the game, but I do not believe No, they were too busy making Diablo jokes. I do, yeah. Yeah. No. Um, but essentially, they fight their way outside the house. Yeah. Um, and they escape. It's basically another really extensive... There's a big like, action sequence. There's shooting. There's stabbing. Yeah. There's, Gosh. There's like a, a huge like skirmish out on the street. Yep. Um. So it's like the first it for besides the prologue, it's kind of the first big like outdoor fight that we've had. Yeah. Um. Because yeah. everything else has been in tunnels or in buildings and so forth. So, and you know what? It's fine. 
prefer the tunnels to yeah. this because there's no they're just all standing in a row yep and chopping up demons chopping up demons i mean look i can't say it's not an authentic depiction of the combat in hellgate london the video game yeah i guess so it is kind of empty repetitive and meaningless um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a wait no that's a bit harsh the video game does have that like you know icon matching mini game it does yeah and it exactly. makes a it makes like a cool fling, ding, ding, ding sound you get, you when get, you when you get jackpot it's very satisfying yeah this, this does not here. this does not have that no at all uh we get you know another calm voice saying defense critical for like the fourth time in this book yep defense uh, critical um, isn't hmm. it's just it's his dad's voice right no it's just it's just a a a generic woman's voice no no didn't um didn't we have uh doesn't he have his dad's suit because the whole the whole thing was it was the calmest thompson had ever heard his father's no, voice no 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 so that what happened was at the vault the okay the vault has that voice no so the security this was the really stupid part. Okay. Was that the vault's security voice has a standard woman's calming voice. Uh-huh. Simon's dad considered using his wife's voice. Okay. But didn't. Okay. And the book just tells us that. Right, right. And yeah. then drops it. Yep. So, True. no, there is no callback to Simon's uh, parents here. Just health low. Yeah. <laughs> Just, just video game stuff. Yeah, just video game stuff, which is not a bad episode title. Um, <laughs> but chapter thirty-three at this point, I'm just gonna, you know, we need to keep moving We're forward here. We've, of... We got a lot to get through here, yeah. and not much is happening there. So I think it's important that we. Continue. Yeah, I think if we get to combat, we we move on. Um, we go back to Warren, and we ha- we open with uh, more discussion of the scale arm. I love this chapter. Also. Also, some real value judgments here of, like, uh, uh, Warren is talking to this character, Naomi, uh, and he says, Surely, uh, she would have been pretty if not for all the tattoos and piercings that adorned her flesh. Yes. Wow, Warren. Warren's a real scumbag. What a piece of shit. Naomi, you're beautiful. <laughs> Call me. Um, it, and also, we have this thing. It was a look Kelly would have said sarcastically. Yes. Like, <laughs> cackling. I'm sorry... Mel, but you're writing a book about like, like a demon apocalypse. Like people are gonna dress as goths, and I think be pretty accepting of that. Fact. Mm-hmm. Um, the, what I do. So my very very first note for this chapter was mm. just monster fucker Naomi, because like she's just like sensually like rolling her like like yeah. stroking his scales and stuff yeah. with her hand, and man, she's so into it. <laughs> And this I can yep. get behind. Yep. Uh, other than that, um, we have this idea of being named. Yes. Yeah, so we introduce like the concept of a demon having a name. If demons have a name. It means they are a big deal, essentially. Yeah. Um, and I think a bit later on we get an understanding of how that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, one of the inter- the very interesting things about this chapter is we get a little bit more like fake history stuff yep, which but, is, it's yeah. always the best part of, of this book i think i mean when it's new fake history and not again the same fake history yeah yeah so this um, fake history is really good uh if you Merrick mean, him yeah, specifically yeah. comes yeah. up here he's the bringer of pestilence mm-hmm. um talk about how he came to the world before during the dark ages and brought the black plague to europe 
Yes. Um, and then he also, some say that he journeyed with Christopher Columbus to the New World and was yep. responsible for the deaths of so many Native Americans. <laughs> yep. There. The Spaniards claimed that demons were the cause of so many deaths there. So, <laughs> all right, I just want to say, one, that's a, like a real easy way to get out of committing genocide. Just, ah, oh, it was demons. Demons did it. Um, two, still that's kind of sick. <laughs> Um, it reminds me uh, of the uh, what's it the 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 Wonder Woman movie, um, which I don't know if you have seen I'm it. Not, no. um, essentially, the tension uh, is that um, she goes to Europe during World War One, and she's like, "Oh, you know, this massive human uh, catastrophe, something of the scale, could only be caused by the God of War Ares and his malevolent machinations." Uh-huh. And it's about kind of the culture shock of her like going and coming to grips with like actually. Like no, like humans caused this thing, and then and then and then the third act twist is actually it was masterminded by Ares, and oh, it completely shit. goes. <laughs> so it reminded me of that way to just like, and then you're like, no, this was this was incredible. You had this amazing point, and and then you're just like, but what if it was all part of a sinister plan by this mysterious evil person? Oh man, <laughs> imagine having political convictions. I know. In the film. <laughs> Um, that one, that movie's alright. Except for that third act, which I think it really just like, oh, just not. Well, just what a, what a shot and a miss. Um, mm. but no, this reminded me of that in terms of just like, oh yes, no, this, this terrible human atrocity. Demons. Demons. <laughs> uh, Naomi also says that, uh, some say the Native Americans knew Merriham for what he truly was. Um, yeah. And, um, and, um, Ro- well, Roanoke gets mentioned, which I'm always here for. Yes, I'm always down for Roanoke. But, okay, so I don't know why this version of, like, weird historical references works for me, but weird cult, like, Celtic mythic creature does not. Yeah. I, it's well, so weird. I think the difference is... It's just weaved in a bit more naturalistically. I yes, think. Yeah. and that's all... I think that's why it's always... And also, it's not so Warren who's bringing it up. That's... Yeah, that's true. Whereas Warren does... does feels it, stupid. He's... Well, it more just seems like very weird and offbeat for him, but, oh, yes, this obscure Celtic myth. Yeah, like... Why are you bringing that, Warren? If you're meeting these weirdos, that makes sense that they would mention that. Yeah. But, but, um, it's weird that you would mention I I guess, like, the thing that happened with with that, like... uh, Yeah. That that particular instance was that it wasn't brought up as... This is a legend that is an actual, you know, that was really a demon. It's just, oh, yeah, they look like the thing from... The, the book on Celtic myths yep. and legends I yep. read. And I think that's really the difference, is, yeah. is weaving weird occult shit into your historical fiction just yeah. makes it so much more fun. Mm. Um, and I hope we get... I'm pretty sure we get more of it um, oh, in, like, future I, books. It's too... I mean, I think it's entangled with the very DNA of what Hellgate London is. Yeah. Is so, that, that mix between supernatural and historical revisionism. Yeah. So, um, all here for more of that. Um, but basically them talking about demons and, uh, Warren is like, but what would Merriam want with someone like me? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, again, a long conversation driven chapter that kind of just poses that question and then goes, ah, no, we'll work it out later. Yeah. So, um, which is a, fine. There's a couple of things here. Yeah. Um, Shoot. like, the, so the, the mention of Roanoke is them saying that, like, the reason that it disappeared was that they banished Merriam and that yeah. that's how the colony disappeared. Yeah. Um, which is cool. And then Tulane's like, banishment isn't the answer. Control is. And you're just like, oh, we're doing this again. Yes. Um, yes. So some more yes. like tiresome um, yes. Kabbalists being like arrogant. 
Yeah, I'm not. I'm not 100% sure if it's um, this chapter or a later one, which I, uh, I'm sorry if that's coming up. It's just the chapters, this exposition stuff happens so often, so they sort of yeah, blur together in my to, brain. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's a later chapter where they talk about how when they kill demons in, in Earth, they are just sent back to hell. I feel like that comes up later. Maybe. Maybe? Yeah, yeah. And so I feel like this banishment is is a groundwork of that in terms of like, banishment's not the answer. I guess, uh, yeah. Because I believe that someone has the moment where they're like, oh, does that mean we're just going to fight them forever because they, this they keep is, coming back? Keep coming back? Yes. Oh, yeah, ooh. ooh. Um, so the other thing that happens here yeah. is that Naomi basically wants to do a seance. Sure. Um, so she gets, like, Warren to lay on his back in, like, the center of a mm-hmm. room. Close your eyes. Yeah, and we, she kind of directs his inner mind to, like, go and find Merham and, like, mm-hmm. observe him so that they can learn things. Yes. Um, so they, they've worked out there's a connection between you and the demon. We can use that against him. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and... We get this sort of vision sequence where he's, like, in the... Uh, the London Bridge. He's on London Bridge. Yes. Yes. And like he just kind of like wakes up there. Yep. Uh, and it feels extremely real to him. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, can I wake up or anything? And he's like, no, like I'm, I seem to mm-hmm. actually be here. Uh, and then, and then that's kind of the end of that chapter. Mm-hmm. And then we smoothly move on to chapter thirty-four, exactly where we left off. Yep. Um. Yep. Yep. It's just the continuation. Merahim shows up. Uh, and he's like, don't be afraid. I didn't let you live just so these insects could have you. Yeah, because there's some demons on London Bridge, obviously. Yep. Uh, um, we get this uh, small nod here where Merahim's like, they can't see you as long as I don't want them to. Mm-hmm. Which um, is an important detail for later, but does pose certain metaphysical questions about how he is like uh, transporting his his like astral form or whatever. Yes. Uh Yes. It does, yeah. There's some, there are some questions here. Yes. Um, so Mirham sort of uh, lays his hand out here a bit. Here He says, I can make you a leader within my own army. You yes. know the people we hunt. You know this place. Either of those things could be invaluable. Um, and basically the, the dynamic here is that Warren is sort of having this, this moment with Mirham and Naomi's voice is sort of guiding him. Yes. Um, but Naomi's his thing is uh, that he, she, uh, Mirham can't hear Naomi's sort of uh, prompts. Yes. yes, and so, it, and so it's kind of a fun dynamic. For this yeah, there's like, there's a tension. Yeah, because he's like mm. trying to hold stuff back from Merahim, and yeah, he's like thinking things about like what Merahim's saying and being like, yeah. "This is bad, but maybe I'll go along with it," and trying to hold that back. From and then Aramis trying to steer him in certain ways. Yeah, so there's like thing. actual mm. tension here, which we haven't really had much of in a while. Yeah, um, which is good. Uh, we learned that the lizard scales yep. are a gift from Merahim, If you didn't already figure that yep. out, yep. Uh, Warren's like, I didn't ask for this. Trip pulling some real Adam Jensen energy. Yes, absolutely. I didn't ask for this. Uh, <laughs> uh, to which Merahim replies, "If you'd asked for anything, I would have killed, killed you." you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Response. Yep. Yep. Um. Warren grapples with his own self-loathing. Yeah. Uh, and sort of revisits feelings about his father and, and his self-worth. Um, Merham's like, playing into that. Saying, you were worthless. I've changed that. I've changed you. You have value now. 
um, which is not the kind of support I was necessarily expecting from Demon, but sure. Yeah, no, he's like, he's, yeah. he's doing some therapy. Yeah, every, everyone at the moment trying to build up Warren's self-confidence. <laughs> you know, the Cabalists are like, no man, your scales are cool, we love your scales. Oh, they won't man. make you special. They're so sick. They're so sick. Uh, um, and so, uh, Merahim gives Warren a mission. Yes. Um, so he needs you, he, he needs Warren to find something for him. He doesn't say what. Yes. Uh, even though, uh, Warren asks, um, mm -hmm. and he's, you know, basically just keeps asking one word questions being like, how am I going to do this? What, I don't do know mean? what it is. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, you'll figure it out. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And then he just like blasts dark knowledge into Warren's brain and yep. Naomi like gets like psychic backlash mm. and screams out in pain. Yep. Um so that'll happen when there's a seance. Yeah, and then he fucking kicks him off the goddamn bridge. He kicks his astral form off the bridge. Yeah, and then we have like a And then like, he sort of wakes up out of the nightmare in his, yeah, his body. We have an inception moment where Form yeah. wakes you up. Yep, yep, the kick. Yeah. Uh, has seen that movie. And um, he wakes up. Yes. And Naomi is having a rough fucking time. Yep. She is curled up in pain. Um, yep. um he also sort of like mind controls Kelly again. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, and this kind of gets and and I think as as we go on here, she seems to she seems to have less and less like person inside Personhood, her. yeah. Yeah. And, yep. and, and and like not in like a this is like it's a woman who's written badly in this yeah. way, but in like a Warren's becoming kind of darker and yeah. and um, being more controlling of this woman. Mm -hmm. um, so that's that's cool. But it's all right though. A physician arrives and examines Naomi, and she is okay. Yeah, which is a nice to not have a character you know introduced and then immediately killed for once. It's like a nice change. Yes. <laughs> um and then, so this is a really funny end to the chapter yeah she's like do you know do you, do you know what Miriam wants yeah he says no no <laughs> <laughs> didn't he tell you <laughs> yeah and so he says you were there did you hear him say anything and then naomi reached up suddenly and laid her palm against his temple warren shifted intending to knock her hand from his flesh but then a blinding electrical pain surged through his brain and everything went black. So they're just swapping, like, who gets knocked out. Like... Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, and that's yep. the end of that's chapter the end of the chapter. But will Warren survive, read on, to find out? Well, you'll have to wait, because 35 is actually with a different character for once. Ugh. So we're back. We're, we're back. Terrence Booth. The character we were talking yes, about before, right. whose name we forgot. This is Terrence Booth. This is the last scene that he's in. Yep, and he's just, like, chewing Simon out, like, how oh, dare no, you? This is the second last scene he's in. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he says, how dare you take care of those civilians? They're not our problem. Yeah. Um, do, 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 do. And this is just, like, yeah. your standard, like, um, police chief chewing out yep. the detective scene. You need to stay on the mission. Yeah. Um, the... And Simon kind of shuts up here. Mm. He's like, look, there is no reason for me to argue with Terrence here, because mm -hmm. he's just gonna fucking kick me out and imprison me or something terrible yep but he just he holds back his his righteous anger mm -hmm, at mm -hmm. uh the 
dishonorable parents yep. booth. Uh, we're not here to save people, Booth said. That's not what all those temples intended when they died at St. Paul's Cathedral. That's what not what your father intend? intended when he died so that we could have a chance to carry on this war. We're here to win the war against the demons, not lose it slowly. Very unclear what the the winning will involve, but... I, like, I would have thought that that All Hallows' Eve offensive yep. was, would be counted as losing it quickly, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, his old booth is also very, very upset at, uh, he sort of explains the reason he like, not the reason, but I guess his excuse for, uh, not caring about civilian lives is that these people watched as King Philip the Fourth broke the ranks of the Templar in 1307, yeah, which like, like <laughs> no, that, no what, that seems a little, a, a little unfair. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, I get like holding like people accountable for the you know, actions of but you could be like, you know, people didn't care then. Why should they care now? But like holding them directly accountable is like a bit weird. Yeah, it does. It, it's, <laughs> it's dumb. It's really stupid. It, oh gosh. And it, it, I think it really does. Like, I don't know if this is intentional, but like it's, that can't be the actual reason why he hates Simon. Mm. Like, he's mad about this because Simon, yeah. he, he just doesn't like him. Yeah. And I can't tell if the book is doing that deliberately and yeah. being like, this is his weird excuse and it's kind of stupid, or mm. if it genuinely thinks that this is why Terence Booth would be mad about this. Yeah. Because if so... <clears throat> yep. Uh, he says, the only reason I'm allowing you to stay at this point is because we need every able-bodied warrior. Now get on my side. Um... Yep. Yep. That's Simon goes to the med center uh, to check on the children. Yeah. Well. So, hmm. Yeah. And he like tries to not like see them. Mm. He's like just wants to check that they are okay. Yeah. Um. Because he knows that Terence will get really mad at him if he actually goes and talks to them. Yeah. Um, but they're fine. If yeah. you if you're wondering, the uh, mother had lapsed into like a diabetic coma before they rescued her. Um, yes. But the Templars, you know, limited medical knowledge has saved them in this. In this we get a new woman as oh. well. <laughs> Great. Does, uh, this, does this one last the chapter? Uh, yes. Uh, Kay? Yeah, and like we get a. We get. Her description is a pretty woman. Simon thought her <laughs> name was Kay. Stood in lavender scrubs at the triage center. She looked up at his approach. That's all we get on Kay. That's all we get on Kay. Great. Uh, it's, um. We're not even, like, bothering to be like, ah, yes, she is a powerful warrior Templar and also a beautiful woman. Just, yeah, no, we just, just drop that. She's at the entirely. desk. I don't know. Um, <laughs> is, she, is, she a, is she, like, a medic or is she a receptionist? <laughs> Unclear. Unclear. Um, um, the kids show up. Yeah. And this is kind of a nice heartwarming moment. Yeah. There's some... I, don't, I forget. I always. I never remember if the, if what the word pathos means. But is this pathos? Mm, is this pathos with the <laughs> butterfly? Uh, but the kids obviously reference knights in shining armor, which obviously is critical to Simon and his whole conceptions of chivalry and, and yes. all of that, and, and the it, thing he's supposed to do in the world. Yeah. Um, legends say that Arthur will return when Britain needs him most, which I think that comes up again. Comes up a few times. Uh, and obviously this is a, like you said, this is the driving thing for the rest of the book for Simon, yes. essentially. There's a really cute part where the young girl, Emma, ties a favor to his arm, yep. which is nice. He wants to be a cool knight. Yeah. Um, Simon is genuinely touched by this, which is kind of cute. Yep. He goes and has a shower and dissociates for a bit, which we've all been yeah, in there afterwards. Yeah. Uh, last week. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh do, 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 do. I mean, essentially, Simon just has, like, a 
has like a whole, he's very like in his thoughts, in his feelings yes. about what he's supposed to do, which is, I guess, some, it is sort of significant in that this is definitely his, uh, he's undergoing a character arc here where he's like, this thing that I wanted to rejoin the Templars, maybe I don't want it anymore. Maybe I want something else. Yeah. This is where he's, where he's tr- pivoting. Um, and then he uh, finishes it and then uh, is confronted by a tall, powerfully built woman with short, cropped red hair. She wore a cropped t-shirt, sweatpants, and sneakers. Simon Cross, she snarled, you got my sister killed tonight. And then she just beats the shit out of him. It's fucking <laughs> great. This is good. I really like this. Like, just immediately beating on this dude is um, really funny. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so we go, you know, cliffhanger. Will Simon survive having the shit kicked out of him? <laughs> Chapter 36 to find out. Um, again, little on the nose. This, this character's this, name is Temperance. I can't. I just... <laughs> Immediately says, you killed my sister. Duh. Inverse nominative determinants is like <laughs> the dumbest fucking thing. But it's it's really funny here. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. Look, you got to take the wins where you get them in this book. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and th- like, this is like a pretty long, like, this is a pretty significantly long fight scene. Of, yep. Like, we get like at least <clears throat> two pages before somebody steps Some in. Some steps like, hold on, break it up, break it up. Yeah. Um... But essentially, uh, yeah, a sergeant shows up. Temperance is like, I came here to see Cross to tell him what I thought of him getting my sister killed over non-combatants too stupid to leave London. Things get out of, things got out of hand. Yeah, and like, you know, the Templars, like, they can't leave, you idiot. Yep. Like, there's demons. Yeah. What are yeah. you guys talking about? This yeah. is stupid. That's true. The debate. There, there are good people on both sides, I hear. <laughs> Yes. Um, so, yeah, just a funny case of both sides is in there. But uh, essentially, uh, someone's like, Simon, you should go to the hospital because you have a cut over your eye. And he's mm-hmm. like, I don't want to go to the infirmary. And, and then they're goes, like, you have to go. And he's yeah. like, all right. Well, no, no. He, he, he says, fine. The sergeant is like, okay, fine. I'll deal with it here instead. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. Uh, yeah, and yeah. so he like goes and he yeah. gets, sends one dude to go get a med kit. Yeah. And then, like, tells him it's going to sting. Uh, which is, like... I, okay. Fine? He's, yep. a, he's a warrior. He'll be fine. I, I, I love later... Sorry, uh, you're right. I love later the descriptions. I don't want to go to bed, Simon said. Getting to the infirmary back and waiting will just take too long. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's not even like a... There's not even a good reason for him not to want to go. Yeah. He's just like, I'm tired, man. Yeah, I don't want to go. I don't want that. Um... Temp- also, we go. Sorry, we get Temperance's last name, which is Kane. Yeah, Temperance Kane Temperance isn't known Kane. for her forgiving ways, but she went easy on you. Temperance Kane is a really good name. <laughs> I'm gonna steal it for my next Dungeons and Dragons character. Oh, that's very good. Uh, um, also, so he says, like, hey, they'd have slap patches for the pain. So slap patches are yep. back again, and Simon yep. says, I don't think a deep sleep would be safe. <laughs> uh, uh. Yeah. Um, but they they essentially like cauterize the wound bit, right? Yeah. And then they just he's talking with another Templar called uh, Brewster, who's providing exp- uh, exposition mm-hmm. about Temperance and her sister, who was who Simon got killed, whose name is Charity. Yeah. Again, this is very on the nose. Yeah. Um. Yep. Uh, and then Brewster is like asking Simon if he's likely to do more humanitarian sort of things like that again, and he's like, probably. Yeah. Um, and Bruce is like good, yeah. Like uh, hell yeah. Which is uh, sorry. There's a line here. Brewster says, 
when I became a man and made the decision to join the Templar, I did it because I wanted to help people. You had a choice? Yeah. Yeah, I was just very, I was very, like, like taken aback, this... like, sorry, I feel like we've been told that people are born into the Templar life and are not allowed to leave. You decided to join the Templar? When yes, it's... Simon kind of escaped. Yeah. So... Because so he, he did not have a choice. Uh, so this is interesting that he's like, yeah, I, I just made the decision to join the Templar. Yeah. Uh, it's just interesting there. Um, well, there was only one choice and he took it. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but I mean, essentially the point of this interaction, uh, as well as to explain uh, Temperance's dramatic sort of entrance, is to basically establish that not the Templars are not a monolith. Not everyone agrees with Terence Booth's like assessment that civilians... If they get killed, it's their own fault. We have bigger things to worry about. Yes. What those things... The argument for what, you know, those bigger things are and why they're important, never made or touched <laughs> on. But, you know, the civilian's definitely not important. Yeah. Um, and then, so, we finish that kind of conversation. Mm -hmm. And then... Oh, yes, this is it. Yeah, so This is it. This is the good shit. Hours later. Hours later. Simon um, went to the dorm where Leo is staying, because he's not staying in the same barracks as Yes. Him. Um, and he wore his armor, but carried his helm under his left arm. So he's like, oh yeah, I haven't seen Leah in a while. Forgot about her. Better check on her. Yeah. So he knocks uh, on the door and I'm going to, I'm going to read another woman description. Okay. Great. A young woman with long brown hair and milk chocolate skin answered the door, peering up at him. Simon Cross, she said, her dark eyes glittered. Like, uh, <laughs> um, Simon's like, sorry, I must have the wrong dorm. I was looking for Leah Creasy. Yeah. Uh, and then the woman's like, oh, you have the right dorm. She was here. Was. She left. Yeah. <laughs> Just <It's> like... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Simon's like, a woman has agency? What? Yeah, she the... can... What? They're allowed to do that? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, but essentially we find out that all the things are gone. and She's that stolen a spike She bolter. stole a spike bolter from the weapon cache. Um, but I, I do like this uh, fun detail where... Um, uh, the Templar who was like room who was uh roomy with Leah is essentially like yeah I didn't tell anyone because I just like enjoyed having the semi privacy <laughs> <laughs> and I knew that if I told someone I'd get a new roommate and I just kind of liked having you know the room to myself which is <laughs> just very funny. Yeah. Um, Leah was easy to be around except for all the questions. And then Ring. Simon is surprised. He's like here. questions, He's like, questions. What just like a lot of questions, man. And and then it's just about like, what. what? About everything? everything. <laughs> like, all of the conversations that you've had with her for the past, like, I don't know, week. Ever. Forever, even. Uh, um, yep, yeah, and so we finally, like, begin... I would say begin to grapple. We do not quite grapple with it, but begin to grapple with, like, oh, yeah, it's, she was certainly was asking a lot of questions. Yep. Um, and, uh, essentially... Simon's like, all right, well, if she comes back, tell her I'm looking for her. Um, uh, and then, of course, the uh, the Vivian, who we get her name. I was like, did we get her name? Yeah, we do. We do get her name. Oh. Uh, is like, what you did out there last night was really cool. <laughs> Which is certainly a, um, you know, uh, a thing, you know, commenting here on the boys club culture of the Templars saying, you may find your mates no longer have your back as well as they might have. Yeah. Uh, which is just funny. Uh, if you need a friend, I'm here. Which again is all about just building this idea that, uh, there are people, there are people who, who do take Simon's side, even if the, the, the management are not thrilled. Yeah. 
Uh, and then Simon checks basically the security, security footage. footage of Leo just leaving, and he's like, oh, I guess, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's funny, he goes, why didn't somebody stop her? And then the young security officer said, no one was told, told to. to. <laughs> she was your guest. Your responsibility if you wanted her to stay. Yeah. So, yeah. like, yeah. yes, Simon, you probably should have remembered that Leo is a person that exists. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> So, um, but that's basically this chapter, right? It's just him going around and being like, Leah left? <laughs> just cackling. Just cackling. I mean, I mean, I will take it in the, at the very least, it's a, it's an isolated chapter with a clear through line of what it's about and what's happening. Yes. As opposed to three chapters of consecutive action scenes that kind of don't really mean anything because we know that no one important will die. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we yeah. should probably take. We should take a break. break I think. There. Yeah. It's been an hour. We've, we've we've been going for our. We ha- we're about halfway through what we need to get through. I think. Yeah. So I think um, we're making good time. We're making good time, but we'll um, definitely take a quick quick breather. Yeah, and then we'll come back with chapter thirty-seven. feel like we're in the end game of this book yet because somehow we are uh <laughs> it, it doesn't feel like it but apparently we are on the home run for the Hold end of exodus it, yeah um so we're back with chapter 37 which is a warren chapter mm-hmm. um a mournful howl woke warren from the cold dead blackness that cocooned him yep yep uh, um warren's just having a bit of a moment here yeah yep. so instead of waking up back in that room he's in this strange orange glass cube this uh, whole chapter's weird it is very strange and but to its credit feels very reminiscent of like the weird yeah. sections you go to in the, game. In the video game true yeah, so Correct. like good on him. uh he's in the hall of weapons yes um, and there's a, a strange, there's a, like a, a disembodied voice that which... sort of explains that you need to to seek the hammer of Balakor, which yeah. is which is what uh, Merahim obviously wants him to get, and mentioned that he wanted him to get something before. Why he did, didn't just you know say that then? Yeah. Unclear. So um, we get a, we get like he some interesting things here. Um, the Vega Lock. It, well, so there's that, but it's also this guy called this this voice calls warren the devourer yes so like there seems to be some sort of like mythological thing going on mm-hmm. with warren as a character here which is neat mm-hmm. um there uh yeah vega lock who's a smith of the dark forge who, who made, created the hammer yeah uh, uh, and, and also this particular voice acts as kind of an oracle for mm. Warren, who's allowed to ask any question he wants of yeah. it to get an answer. Honestly. So, uh, if you want more exposition... Here it is. Here it is. Uh, Warren is like... Uh, uh, it was his strong right arm that smithed many of the personal weapons of the Dark Wills. Warren wanted to ask what the Dark Wills were, but he was afraid to. Tell me more about the hammer, he asked. Yeah, skip over uh, that one. He's like, tell me about the hammer's history. After Vega Lock made it, he presented it to Pasapar, the bringer of flashing ruin. <laughs> Why was it made? As a weapon of war. Against whom? Whoever Pasapar wished to wage war on. Um, here we go. 
Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, where is Pasipar? Dead, but not yet resurrected. Not yet resurrected? The announcement chilled Warren. If demons could be killed, they could be resurrected? He hadn't guessed that. Fighting them was futile then. Yeah. Which was the thing I was yes. talking about before. Uh, where we sort of uh, implied that, I guess, when demons are killed, they go to a demon void and then are recycled. Yes. Uh, we also get... Um, <clears throat> so, we do actually eventually ask what a dark will is, which is kind of fun. Yep. Um, um, uh, sorry, before we get to that, I just want to just want to cite here more evidence for my are they demon are the demons aliens theory, uh-huh. where someone, uh, Warren uh, walks to the nearest wall and peers out at the jagged skyline. Is this the world of the demons? The voice didn't answer for a moment. I will accept your designation of those who live here as demons. The term has been used before. <laughs> Is there another name? There are many other names. You may give them another if you wish. No, evil grew as it got more names. <laughs> Which is just is fun. Fun. Yeah. So what is a dark will? A dark will is a rank within the demon hierarchy. A demon must achieve, uh, must, must kill, kill billions, billions to achieve this designation. So, and we learn that Merahem is not yet a dark will. But he wants but to be. wishes to be. So now we actually have, finally... A motivation. Motivation for our villain. I mean, I mean, so he wants to kill billions so that he can receive a sticker. Yes. Which, you know, I've killed for less. Hmm. So, essentially, Warren's just talking to this guy. We're getting yeah, uh, there's a, there's, lore. Yeah, there's a big lore dump here about, like, what the hammer does, uh, which, like, controls darkness and stuff. <laughs> which is not really, um, you know, useful. Um, but And then he's also kind of put into a corner here where, like, he says, like, if you don't do it, like, someone else is coming. Yep. Um, he sees, like, a vision of the hammer. He touches it and becomes linked with the hammer. Yes. So he now knows where it is. Yep. He's, he thinks, looking at it, he thinks that this hammer looks like Mjolnir. Yep. Which... Sure. Sure. That's, that's, that's my answer to that. Yep. Sure. Yeah, why not? Um, Warren woke. He's freezing. They're all like, he's got a fever. Um, yeah, so they like fucking dump him in an alcohol bar. Yeah. In case you've ever watched that episode of the X Files, you know what that looks like. Um, he's a hundred. His temperature is a hundred and six. Yeah. Uh, and then know if that's uh, that's got to be in Fahrenheit. Right? I assume. I assume. Why is it in Fahrenheit? I don't know. Metal. Explain. Have a lot to answer for. Um, but I do like that Tulane is like, yeah, Merriam didn't save him to let him die from a fever. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pretty funny. On, like, it'll sort itself out. Don't worry. Um, yep. Yeah, Naomi, uh, sorry, uh, explains that his body didn't leave, but I felt his mind go. Yeah. So his mind went to the demon voice. Again, weird metaphysics here around when your body leaves. Is it your physical presence in another yeah. place? Um, yep. Yeah, the... So they also so they they say um so he it says that he's kind of conscious for this like he wakes yeah. up but he's they do not perceive him to be conscious they yeah. just think he's like fucked yep um oh, but then warren is warren warren uh, like becomes active and he's like no do not uh do something i think they're gonna sedate him or something yeah. and he's like no do not where are my clothes where's kelly and he's, he wants to leave to yeah um yeah, oh, I love this fun detail here. Uh, sar- sarcasm, obviously. Uh, mm. Where it's like, we sedated Kelly. When you started convulsing, she began screaming like she was in pain. Not good. Yeah. yeah. Not good. Um, so he's like, I'm going to leave. 
I'm leaving now. And Tulane's like, I don't know about that. Uh, and Miriam's like, don't let them stop you. <laughs> yes. So this, the next like couple pages is basically just him being like, I can all just kill you all with my mind With my mind powers. So you kind of have to do what I say. Yep, I'm leaving. You can't stop me. You won't stop me. Um, And so uh, Naomi sort of works out that the demon is siphoning power into him. I can't do anything. And Tulane's like, alright, you can leave, but let us come with you. There's so much we can learn, which is just pathetic. Um, Yeah, and so Miriam says no no. into his mind, but... Warren is like, I won't stop you from following me if you want. Do yeah. whatever. Just bring me my clothes. Yeah. So, like, I... That's kind of fun. I, I kind of like that, because it means that we still actually have people to go with him, and it's not just him thinking to himself. Yeah. Which is, you know, nice. Yeah. Uh, and... Uh, Merahim's mad at him about taking his people. Mm-hmm. Uh, he figures out where he needs to go to find yeah. the, the hammer he sees in his mind, the whole stock glass works manufacturing yep. building. Um, and uh, they basically get in a van and go. And just fucking go. Just go. I can't believe I'm just remembering how it's just stupid this whole sequence coming up is. Yeah, it's um, really But we're going to get there. So, chapter 38. Uh, we are Simon. He's at Queen Anne's docks. Who's yes looking for some demons? Um, they see demons sort of uh moving bodies. Um, and someone's like, "What are they doing with the bodies?" Probably eating them. Said another. Yeah, they're all just like on London Bridge. Just they're on a mission. Yeah. It's not really like clearly set up. Given I think the last thing we saw was him uh, searching for yes Leah, so it's just cut to another mission. Yeah, and they're just doing stuff. They're doing stuff. Um, there's a bit here where they talk about the landscape around St Paul's Cathedral called the Burn, uh, where yes. it's growing larger every day, consuming everything in its path. Part of it had overlapped the Thames, and then that's why the Thames is basically drying up and being weird. Yeah. Um, I believe they have this moment here, and they're like, "Wait a second, if the Thames is being sucked into this like hell void and drying up." Does that mean that the ocean is being drained? <laughs> Which they briefly sort of discuss whether or not this could be happening. Yeah, I forgot. A, I, yep. Yeah. So they're also like, they could be draining the water from the locks. There are 45 yep. locks along the Thames. Yep. yep. And then they're like, no, they're demons. They're not going to, come on. Come on. <laughs> so the thought was too horrible to com- contemplate. The environmental changes alone would cripple humanity's efforts to survive. A lot of the food came from the sea, and without the sea to provide airborne moisture in the form of rain, crops on land wouldn't receive the necessary irrigations. Crops, livestock, and wild game would die out. But fresh water was key to all of it. Climate change—it's real. Um, yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then we kind of skip ahead a yep. little bit. They find a private museum. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of, it's what they apparently were sent to find. Yep. Um, but someone has gotten there before them. Mm. And of course... It is the Kabbalists. Yes. And Finally, these two plot threads, they're colliding. Finally, finally 290 p- pages or so. 355 for you, for, in this book. For some of you, yes. Jesus. Um, uh, yep, so we get some comments here where the Templars see the Kabbalists and they're like, they're making them look like demons. They're, they wear demon armor and are covered in tattoos. Some of those I saw had horns. Not the horns that you wear, but ones that grow out of your head. Um, 
Some of them look like they were in lizard skins. Yeah, so they just sort flesh, of... Not some kind of gar. Like, there's a bunch of... Yeah. They just speculate on what's happening. They're basically... Like, if these were normal people, they'd be like, they look sick, but instead they're like, oh, I don't know about these I guys. don't know about guys. Um, yeah, they're just like, Simon knew why the Kabbalah's tr- presence troubled him, uh, Derek, so much. Even though the Kabbalists had remained separate from the Templar, they still apparently knew a great many things from their own study of the demons. Yes. Basically. Templars are jealous. Um, of the knowledge that they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, if only they shared together the Turnbull Museum, which I like to think is, you know, named after Malcolm Turnbull. Malcolm Turnbull's, yeah, a yeah. museum. Yeah. yeah, so this is, like, kind of right next to and attached to the Glassworks. So they're both... Yeah, I kind of Basically, I, the Glassworks is next to the old-timey private museum. I really like <laughs> this. It's really funny because, like, it's, it's like they both go into different buildings looking for the same, same thing. Same thing. It's, it's very funny. Yeah. Um... So the Templar go into the museum. Um, I believe that they find uh, a number of civilians. A number of civilians, and I believe it. Forgive me if I'm incorrect, but I believe it's implied that the museum has like magical protection, like wards or something. Yeah. So I don't. Oh. And that's why the civilians are gathering there. Is it's yes. sort of they've perceived that the demons are avoiding it. So that's kind of in the next chapter. Oh, actually, I'm jumping ahead. Okay. Um, but yes. Uh, yes, uh, this chapter is actually quite short, it's, so I understand they, why you would. Yeah. Um, but th- there's one thing that happens here yes. before we end is yes. the sight of two women in the ranks of the Kabbalists reminded Simon of Diacrisi because apparently... <laughs> women. That's, that, like, yeah. that's now he's completely removed Sandra from his mind and that's yeah. the only woman that... Like, I can't. Man. Don't remind me of Sandra. Please. I want to... You know what? I want a Sandra book. I, I wonder what she's doing right now. I, you know, I bet, not great, like, Australia's in a weird situation here. I guess so. Our head of state would be mm-hmm. like... Well, I guess we're a republic now, right? Yeah. <laughs> so many questions. <laughs> Reminds me of uh, the day after Ragnarok is, like, that RPG setting yes. where the world serpent just destroys Europe, so the British monarchy relocates to Sydney and makes it the capital of the British Empire. It's great. <laughs> um, I like to I think... I wonder if the Queen got out. Hmm... Well, hmm. yeah, it wouldn't be. The, it's like thirty years in the future, so it'll be. But, but like, no, you're asking bigger questions, and I don't want to think about okay, them right, right there. Of like, wait, no, who who would be in charge in thirty? Oh no. Yeah, that's oh, hmm. terrifying. Hmm. Uh, um. So chapter thirty now. We're back to Warren. He's in the basement of the manufacturing plant, essentially, right? He's just in, in the, the manufacturing, manufacturing plant. plant. Sorry. Yeah. And he's wandering around. He can see in the dark. Um, um, we find out a uh, fun detail here is most of Tulane's gods just don't know anything about the Kabbalists. <laughs> they are unskilled yeah. in the ways of the Kabbalists. They're just kind of like there because they need guns. people to carry the guns. Yeah. But some of them are learning. Which, which is, is also, it's kind of funny because we've already established previously in yep. this book multiple times that guns do nothing. Yes, yes. So. Yes. Um, uh, Tulane's like, wait. Uh, sorry, Warren's like, wait. So then the glassworks Warren is like, wait, we're in the wrong building. Tulane glared at him. He said the hammer was in here. Yeah. I was wrong, Warren said. But at the same time, he didn't know how he could be wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I was wrong. But but I can be wrong? I don't know how that happened. It could never happen. It can never happen. Uh, Basically, Warren deduces that actually the hammer is next door. (laughs) 
Yes, where the Templar actually are, which is just, <laughs> it's really good. He followed his magical connection and it was like, nah, wrong building, I guess. So um, he, he's, he starts to yeah. tell them that it's next door yeah. and Merahem yells at him in his head. And, yeah. and this is where we kind of learn yeah. that there is a ward on that museum. Yes. yes. Uh, and so if he went in there, his brain would explode. That that would be problematic. Yes. Um, so... Uh, Merham notes that there are others who search for this price as well, which is just blatantly untrue, I think, right? No, I think the Templar... The Templar, are they are, like, are they explicitly there to find the hammer? No, they're just, they're just here there because they think there's stuff there. Yeah. Um, it's, um... Anyway, uh, Kelly's there. She hasn't uttered a word now. There's no emotion shaded on her face, not even a flicker of interest in what they were doing. Um, Warren took her hand and held it, drawing the warmth from her, which is this, ugh, it's slimy, don't like it. Yeah. They're Do going, not. like, down to the basement of this, yep. this place now. Um, and the idea, basically, is that, oh, if we can't bypass the wards on the surface, we will break through via the basement. Yes. Um... <clears throat> Uh, do, do, do. There's some banter between Warren and Naomi. Yeah, there's something interesting here, actually. If I'll, yeah. I'll just and flick back a page. Hit um, it. Because, so she goes. I don't know. Uh, do you hear Merahim? And you do, don't you? You hear his voice, and he asks if, if what if I do? Mm. And she says, I don't know. I've never met anyone who could talk to demons. And Warren laughed bitterly at that. But all you people want to do is talk. to um, yeah so this is interesting because he's apparently in this like quite large cell like quite mm. like, well-organized large cell yep. powerful cabalists yep. right none of them have spoken to a demon before which like warren's first interaction with less well-equipped less mm. powerful cabalists mm. their magical ability yep. was limited to spinning coins they were just quite happily talking. Mm. Like, they had a magical artifact, sure, right? Yeah. But, like, you would think yep. that at some point somebody would have spoken to demons before. Yeah. Um, you have a thing here where she says that uh, our literature and culture are filled with tales of men and women who have sold their souls to demons. Do you think that's all fiction? Um, yeah. Which, again, foreshadowing and also just, like, a fun thing yeah. in terms of, like, the Hellgate London bit of, like, seeds of history yes, you know like, have truth in the supernatural world yeah. um yep yeah, so she's like don't trust Merahim. he's a demon and the lord of pestilence and, I, and, I <laughs> and warren's like i i don't know he seems like he's got some ideas maybe yeah you know yeah i i quite like here there's some some also some other like kind of foreshadowing here where, yep. um he, Warren says, I haven't made any trades, deals, or bargains. And yeah. Naomi says, are you sure? Mm. When you were burning, when you were falling, don't you think it's possible that you did? And Warren can't remember. Mm. So, like, it's kind of setting up that maybe he was just, like, yelling out in his mind yeah. to be saved. And, yeah. marry him, and marry him made that deal with him. Which I think is an interesting thing to consider. Yeah. I uh, agree. Um, Naomi says that she's beginning to become afraid of him. And what he's becoming... Um, yeah. Yep. She she complains <clears throat> to Warren about the fact that he is mind controlling Kelly. So mm. and he's like, I'm I'm not. That's not what I'm doing. And she's, she's like, like, It kind of is yeah, though. Yeah. It is though. Um, they break through the wall. Yes. That happens. Someone's like, We did it. Um, yeah. Because while Warren was supervising, and he's like, Make the hole bigger. 
uh, they so um, they make yep they make hole bigger yeah they make the hole bigger and then um, demons show up because yes correct yeah uh, and then Merahim commands him to grab the hammer so yep. he Warren runs forward as the demons rush the Kabbalists and that's the end of chapter thirty nine yep um and uh the last thing warren sees is an almond figure inside the room which i believe is one of the templar and i think think it's simon i'm pretty sure it's simon pretty sure it's simon which is um so basically simon yeah so simon we cut back to simon chapter 40 which i i believe is happening before that last yeah, chapter so we've like moved backwards they, in time yeah so this is where they discover so the they, civilians yeah they go into the museum and there's a bunch of civilians in there um who are like oh wow we noticed the demons did not come here uh did not enter this building so we used it as like a sanctuary yeah we can't go out there this is the only safe place we've found the demons don't come in here and now you templar fucking showed up and ruined all our magical wards yep. god damn it yeah like like that's kind of what happens here is mm -hmm. like these templars show up looking mm. for whatever and just completely blew up these people's spot yeah um um and again we have this uh, thread of Simon being like, we should save these civilians, and Derek's like, ah, oh, it's not in our orders. Truly, yeah. the struggle. So, so he shames them all by giving them some yep. of his spare food. Yeah. Most of the the other Templar follow suit, but one of them is like, when you're all hungry, don't come to me asking for my protein <sighs> bar. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, they have some interesting tidbits here about warding, where they note that. Templars can set up wards to keep demons away, and then Mercer's like, warding doesn't matter. Demons have ways of getting past war, and wards, none that have ever uh, been put up, have remained effective. Yeah. Which is sort of correct. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so I think what it's trying to yeah. imply here is that the magic on this building is far stronger than anything that they have. Yeah. But I guess kind of what we're showing here is is what you would kind of expect is that yes the Templar do have magical ability mm. but it is nowhere near as refined as the Kabbalists have which yeah. makes sense that follows from the games and everything so that's good um, but yeah it does mean that Malcolm Turnbull is a Kabbalist mm. he's a Kabbalist true it, it is canon yeah um, but essentially they're just investigating they find a locked door they find some artifacts um, and then there is uh, a hole in the wall, and the demons burst through. Correct? That's where yes. there's not really much between that. It's just we're resuming where Warren's chapter left off. Yeah. Um, they find obviously the hammer is in a special case. Yes. It gleams a rich dark purple, like it had been roused from its slumber, which is an odd expression, but we'll allow it. Sleeping hammer. Sleeping hammer. Uh, the other Templars drew their weapons. They didn't even have time to get set through the hole. Simon saw a young black man charging towards them. He was dressed in all black, but didn't wear the horns and tattoos of the other Kabbalists he was with. Before any of them could get set, the young black man threw out a hand. Simon saw a vague rippling take shape in the air before him. Then an incredible force blasted the wall into pieces. Yeah. And that is the end of that chapter. And we're up to 41. And yeah, so if it feels like we're kind of burning through this, it's because like... It's mostly like action chapters. All, all, most of this is action, and like a lot of this is now just kind of like the consequences of things that we've already talked about to death yeah. so yep um so essentially the Kabbalists run through and uh are forced to basically vaguely team up or find shelter and refuge with the templars yep um 
Dekakoth's like, help us, we were ambushed by the demons. And Derek's like, let them through. Uh, get these people out of here. Which, not what he was saying before. Yeah. No interest in the people five minutes ago. Yeah, this, it, uh, it's quite... It, it is a little bit interesting. But I guess yeah. kind of what we're seeing here is that, yeah, maybe they don't like them. But, yeah. you know, like, when it comes to... Being, actually being a good guy, Derek mm -hmm. is like, yeah, yep. I will save people. Yep, and he, he does grab Belcor's hammer and starts fighting with it. Yes, and I think the interesting thing here is nothing particularly weird happens with him grabbing the hammer. Yeah. There's no, like, flash of light. He doesn't, it just seems else. like a pretty big hammer. Yeah, and, and I don't know, maybe that's to do with the magical wards on the armor or something. Yeah. Um, Derek's like, we can't let the hammer slip out of our hands, no matter what happens. Um... Da, 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 da. They just fight demons. They're just fighting demons. Um, yep. The as the bodies of the demons and Templars sort of pile up, uh, they describe it as a scene cut from the deepest pits of hell. Mm -hmm. um, there's just a whole bunch of chaos as yeah. they're fighting demons in this basement? Question mark. Uh, yeah. Uh, and and Simon thinks kind of at the end of this chapter that it was a trap. That yes. The demons knew that they would be coming. Mm. They blew mm -hmm. the wards on this place, and now they're here. Yep. Um, Get some more pleading spikes chasing last fleeting thoughts. Yep. Demons. Yeah, it's just a bunch of combat. Uh, Simon thrusts his sword into a demon's back, uh, hoping the heart was close by. Demon physiology was different, and they weren't necessarily all the same. Uh, and then his, his like, onboard AI is like, Substance unknown, never before encountered. New weapons or old ones we haven't seen before, Simon wondered. That's <laughs> just like, what? Yeah, like, what, right. what's the difference, really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, this is a long fight scene. Yeah. It's just very repetitive, because it's, it's just not very clear what is really at stake or what's happening. I mean, it doesn't seem like anyone's going to die here. It just seems like there's a lot of demons and they have to get killed somehow. Yeah, and, like, there are definitely some Templar that are, like, that yep. are getting killed, but, like, none of, none of them are ones with names. Yep. They're just um, nameless temples. Yep, and then we just literally just blur into 42. There's not even really a cliffhanger. Yeah, no, it's... Um, yeah, Simon shoots more demons. He stabs more demons. Uh, Simon brings up the building schematic in his, yep. his HUD. To work out how they can get out. Yes, and they find a tunnel yep. under yep. this room. And they use a shape charge to blow it open. Yes, but it's this actually I quite like. is It's not actually a shaped charge. They don't have, mm. like, a demolition charge to do this. They just use regular grenades, yeah. but they pile bodies on top of them <laughs> yes. to direct the force yes. down, which is... Uh, Funny. That's fun. Um, yeah, so they, they, they do that. Uh, the door's jammed. It's been shut yep. by the civilians, which yep. is pretty funny. <laughs> Simon which... noted notes that there's something odd about uh, the black man's gaze, which is uh, Warren. Yes. He's like, something off-putting about him. Mm. Um, do, 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 do. they do it, they create the tunnel, yep, and they just start lowering people down, right? Yeah, they just get down there, uh, yeah. and they start. So, uh, Warren uh gets ordered by Miriam to seize the hammer, get yes. it now. Um, so Miriam basically attempts to uh stab uh, what's his name in the back? Um, yeah, so um, Warren like sprints forward to Derek. Try and... Derek, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And and goes to grab the hammer. Yep. Um, and then he does. Yeah. Uh, and then Miriam's like, "Call my name, so I can come to you." Yeah, and so Holding Warren shouts out, yep. "Marry him!" And yep. instantly, a purple two-dimensional disc irised open in midair, almost in front of him, 
lightning stirred within the disc, occasionally erupting from it. The static electricity caused Naomi's and Kelly's hair to lift. Sonic booms cracked within and peeled out over the basement. Mm-hmm. And so this is some Warhammer 40k shit. Yeah, like yep. we, and that's that's the end of the chapter. Yep. Um, do, 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 do. Uh, I don't think anything else really happens in 42. No, Simon go. witnesses this. Um, and yeah, Derek is like, stop him, take the hammer. We're in 43 now, by yep. the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. This uh, is, n- no, ba- bad. Do not allow it. Uh, Simon summons his own arcane energy, aims it like a weapon at Warren. When he had it strong enough, he fired it at Warren, something rippled in the air between them. Um, yeah. Yep. It kind of ruins con- Warren's concentration, but, like, yep. Warren is obviously far more powerful sorcerer than Simon. Yep. Simon felt bad about the tone of events. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so, so this yep. is pretty funny. Um, yep. Simon swings his sword, intending yep. to knock the hammer from Warren's grip. Instead, yep. Warren shifted. The and, blade yep. caught him on the right wrist and sliced through. Yep, just chops off. Warren's hand fell yep. away from his wrist. Blood gushed from the horrible wound. Crying out shrilly, he dropped the hammer and closed his other hand over the, en- the end of his maimed arm. Yep. Simon felt bad about the turn of <laughs> yep. That's Sorry, yeah. sorry, mate. I didn't uh, mean to, yeah. Didn't mean to chop your arm off. Just yeah. want to disarm you. Oh, no. Um, the disc implodes. Yep. Um, do, 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 do. Like, Merriham's already through, right? I think so. Like, yeah. So two he, wo- Oh, no, he is through because stuff happens with him. Yeah, right? so the two women run to Warren, the Darkhead one, tenant, uh, uh, like, Yep, they, they escape. They blow up the tunnel behind them. Yeah, there is not a lot in here. It's just the conclusion of this messy action sequence. Uh, They're like, Warren's Warren's like, damn, you cut off my hand. Yeah, it sucks. Um, Warren's like, man, this is so unfair. You cut my hand off. This sucks. (laughs) (laughs) And Naomi's like, it's probably all right. (laughs) Yeah, and so he's actually, he's asking um, Naomi to not save his life. Yeah, because he doesn't want to be a cripple. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's... Yeah, that's that is what it it's is. A bit, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Um, uh, do, 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 do. One of the darkspawn picks up Warren's severed hands and grins. Yeah, that's pretty funny. That's yep, fun time. And he gives it to a fetid Hulk and who eats thing it from the video game. Yep. Uh, uh, Miriam steps between the demons and the remaining uh, Kabbalists and is like, "No, these people are mine." And then. Uh, uh, Merahim basically choose Warren out for letting them take yep. the hammer. Yeah, I just don't want to get ahead of the good of the of the thing. Oh no, don't worry, that's that's coming. That's coming. Uh, so he leans his down and places his hand on Warren's chest and commands him to live. So basically, yes. um, it's like a what's the thing uh, like shock uh, resuscitates Warren. Yep. Um, he does the kind of eating, and Warren's thing. like, "My hand." <laughs> uh, and Miriam picks up his axe and goes, "I'm going to give you a gift. I expect you to use it well." Uh, and basically, Miriam chops his hand off and just sticks it on Warren. It's so good. Um, yep. Uh, and Warren also like quietly swears revenge against the armored man who had cut his hand off. Yeah. Uh, which so- I mean, you did betray people who just you know we're saving you that like I, you are the bad person here yeah definitely so this is pretty funny he actually turns and speaks to naomi give yep. him my hand or you will know my wrath yeah and he tossed the hand to her naomi tried to grab the hand but missed 
before it could fall, though, the fingers closed around her wrist and held on. She barely muffled a scream. And then Mary him laughs because that's fucking funny. Yep. So that's good. Yep. Um, and then we jump back to Simon. They escape. Yep. There's just a lot of words, but essentially they escape. Yeah. Uh, and Simon's like, whew. What happened there, man? That was that was crazy. It really got out of hand. Yes, and Mercer, the kind of the meaner Templar, mm. the one that didn't give his food to mm. the civilians, is, is is immediately like they're in league with the demons. Just goes mm-hmm. to show you can't trust them. Mm-hmm. You want to kill mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Da, da, da. So we we now have like an actual like real ass conflict between these two yeah. groups of people. Yeah, we finally realized uh, something vaguely close to end game for the book, which is Warren is bad. He is the he is the villain. Yes um in this context so yes. we now move on to 44 44 we're on the home stretch here people yeah. we can do it and we've skipped ahead in time a little bit but we're still with simon mm-hmm. um and we're back with uh it's his high seat booth is back booth? again yeah uh yelling at simon he's saying you're a fool to go out like there like this you know it's simon was tired of dealing with booth it was like primary school all over again <laughs> Which is, I, you know what? I'm actually with Simon. I'm also tired of dealing with Booth. Yeah, same. Which is fair enough, because essentially Simon is like, you know, fuck this. I'm going to go save as many civilians as I can by getting them out of London. Um, and, like, we get we get some, some, some kind of some stuff here. Because, mm. like, he's going, you know, there are people out there. And Booth says, I know there are people out there. I'm not an idiot. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and it's like, well, what do you... So Simon says they need help getting out of the city before the demons kill them or the burn or even winter. Mm. And Booth insists the smart ones will figure that out on their own. They'll abandon the city. And mm. it's like, no, they ha- what mm. do you... Like, that's yeah. almost a, kind of like a weird, like, like eugenicist yeah. kind of vibe there. Yeah. He's like, it's just fine. It's fine. The strong yeah. ones will live. Yeah. Um... um. Uh, there's a little bit of a revelation here. He says, Recovering the artifacts we send you out for is crucial to our chances of beating the demons. The things we'd known about but never been able to act on, the secrets we'd learned and kept over the years, all those things can tilt the balance against demons. We know what we're doing. Which is not super convincing, but at least it's yes. an argument which hasn't really been raised like before. Like, they've actually showed what Here is what we're doing. Is, yeah. yeah. Which yeah. we have not had so um, far. The thing that actually uh, drew me off the wall about this chapter is it actually felt like this was the end of the book. Yeah, uh, because this is it. This is the turning point for uh, his his character. Here, he realizes the thing that he he doesn't want isn't to follow in his father's footsteps, but like find his own thing, or or, or to follow in his father's teachings, but not necessarily yeah. the yeah. the dogma. Yeah. Um. And so basically, this ends much as it obviously does, where uh, Simon is just he leaves. Simon beats the shit yeah. out of Booth. Yep. It's fucking great. He's got to go his own way. It's very satisfying. Yeah. Uh, um, and, and yeah, he... People stop him from killing him, basically. Uh, and then he grabs his... Yeah, packs his shit and leaves. Yeah, yeah like, Booth yep. orders his guards to kill him. And then all of the other Templar are like... Yep. No. Um, and then on his way out, Simon gives, like, a little speech where he says, We're not supposed to be guerrilla fighters. We're supposed to be champions. Warriors that fight the demons and preserve life. All life. Not just our own. Yeah. Um, and so he just sort of, you know... Talks him down and then just leaves. Yeah, that's. Uh, and following him, yep, is Worth a him. number of other Templar. Yep, just a bunch of other Templar who take his side in this schism. Yes. Um, um, so they, they, yeah, they wander out into the tunnels. And again, this felt like 
that is where this book should this have ended. This would ends. be a great Yeah, we did it. We made the character arc. The next five chapters, you know what that would be? That would be a great opening for book two. Yeah. Um, so, chapter 45. So, Warren... Before we continue, oh. if, if you would like to just enjoy that ending, you can stop listening now mm. and stop reading ahead. Mm. However... If you would like to know why this last five chapters are a meaningless slog of garbage and fight scenes, hmm. then continue to listen. And I'm sorry. Yes. So, 45. Uh, Warren wakes in an anesthesia-induced fog. Um, this is him, you know... Getting uh, taken care of. Yeah, taken care of and, and, and uh, dealing with, oh man, I have a demon arm. <laughs> Yes, and then, so there's some. We get some fun like Kabbalist technology yeah. here. The physicians didn't reattach any of the nerves. They were in surgery with you for almost eighteen hours, connecting arteries and veins. They had to map a whole new way through the hand. I've never seen anything like it before. Yep, it's pretty cool. Uh, and then he's got like a strange like jelly poultice around. Yep. that he can see. And there's, um, there are strange. Um, there's a note here about these nester demons, where these demons they've captured and they're harvesting like venom from them to use as anesthetic. Yeah, so there's an IV that runs into his arm, uh, and there's yep. like blue liquid in there with yep. small creatures that just kind of they go down, they swim down, bite his arm, and then go back up. Yes, yes. Um, which is really it's it's kind of cool. cool. It's yeah. cool. Yeah. This is like this is the good cabal stuff right yeah, here. Yeah, like this is like here's some sick weird yep, like science cult stuff. technology. Uh, there's a typo here. Yeah, I, I, oh, lean man. then lean use it or not oh good excellent yep um yep um warren communes with miriam and he's he's like come on go out for revenge revenge is great warren you yeah, want revenge good and he's like yeah i do want revenge you're right um <laughs> which i mean look he's not rejecting the call to adventure anymore no that's true we, we also character we get, development here we get a fun we we get like a yeah the cabalists are a little bit fucked type thing where they yeah. have a victim of one of these like nestor demon things just suspended yes in a test chamber yes. keeping them alive so they can harvest these yep. things yep. and and like Warren's like, aren't you gonna help them? They're like, oh no, it's okay. He's already dead. He's just like, his body's still alive. And then Warren's like, no, I can actually hear his mind screaming. screaming. And yep. they're like, oh. Yep. And then they go and talk yep. to some technicians, whatever. But crucially, don't do anything. They're like, yep. okay, that's bad. But we need this. Yep. So, um, yeah. Mirahim uh, sort of has some sort of degree of omniscience here. Where he's talking about how uh, Simon is basically, uh, we get like a vision of Simon in an underground tube with other armored men uh, gathering sort of homeless people uh, to get a train out of the city. Yes. Which is the end game of this book uh, is that Simon is going to load up a train with the citizens of London and get them to safety. Yeah. Which, you know what? Yep. Be a great opening for a book. And then Miriam is like, you should go kill them. Because yeah. revenge, and also I need to get my numbers up so I can become a dark will. Yeah. I need that. I need a fucking hammer. I need all this shit. Let's yep. go. Let's go. Um, and basically, Warren's like, cool, I'm going to do that. And Tulane's like, you can't leave. And he's like, lol. <laughs> yeah, like, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
yeah. And then Tony's like, well, can we come with you? And he's like, you can leave, but just, I don't care. Do what you can do. Yeah. Just stay out of my way. Like, you might die. And Delane's but... just like, take him wherever he wants to go, I guess. Yeah. Which, it. again, this is just wild. Um, it, yeah, they have, like, a quick, like, wizard fight. Which yeah. Which is fun. Um, yeah. Man, must be a real bummer to be fucking Rupert Murdoch in this book. Just yeah. Like, ah, yes, I finally got this powerful dude that I can take advantage of. Shit. No, he's taking advantage of me. Damn. This wasn't the plan. Um, so we move on to chapter 46, if there's no other no. main business there. Let's no. go. Chapter 46. Um, Simon has been collecting refugees at the Paddington Railway Station. And had been... Do, 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 do. He's, he's, yeah, like, covered in grease, working on a train. Yep, repairing the train. Um, um, and they're working out how they're going to feed these refugees while they while they fix the train and just going through just the the logistics of this whole operation. Yeah, so um, this, this, like, it's kind of interesting parts of this. Like, they're like, okay, we need to get this train up and working and we need people to help us get hmm. this train up and running. But the more people that we have, the more like, more, the like demons, demons will discover. Us, yeah. But also, we need more people to like get them out of here. Yep. So, yeah. Like yep. there is a nice tension here with yeah. like their plan and like whether or not it will succeed. Yes. Um, um, and then we have McCorkleson introduced. Yes. He's a mechanic who's uh, just an old dude who's like, yeah, I'll help you make this train work. Yeah. He's like um, some some very old uh, mechanic in his late seventies. But he was also one of the first to help design the Magna Push electromagnetic engines that were supposed to be the wave of the future. Yeah. So they've got a cool maglev train. Well, so it specifies that they're better than maglev trains. Oof. They operated by accessing the natural electromagnetic field of the Earth. Mm-hmm. So ley lines, I guess. Yes, correct. Cutting the operations costs dynamically, uh, and basically we get we get another mention of nanodyne technology here, yep. where it's like, okay, what if we combine that with our nanodyne, nanodyne technology ah, and make this a super train? Super train, which is yeah, that is that is what it is. Yeah. Um, and if, if you all remember, Simon had a nanodyne skateboard. hoverable skateboard, skateboard, which he knows all about this yeah, stuff. So he's so essentially it's big skateboard train. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So they talk about the alternatives and just like this chapter is just them going through what's happening, right? Yeah, and we get, again, know, this would be a good start of a second book, hypothetically. Yeah. We, we get some nice, like, um, conversation with some of the civilians. Yeah. Which is pretty good. Like, like, and I think this is really good for Simon as a character. Man of the people. Yeah. It, it yeah. helps him actually connect with these people that he yeah. wants to actually save, which is important for his character and his arc and all mm-hmm. of that. So I'm, I'm glad we do some of that. Yep. Um, do 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 do. continues to be like a sweet old man. Yep, correct. The train was as ready as they'd make it. Um, again, this is this whole section here is just feels very truncated. Yes, because it's like, and that's not just us speeding through this because we want to be done with it. It is like, just like here's only... everything you need to know about this sequence that is about to unfold. Yeah, the, what the stakes are, what how it all fits together, what the goal is, what the motivations, who you need to care about. Yeah, and like I'm not yeah. gonna pretend I knew what Mel Odom was thinking, but like. It definitely, like, it feels like he was tired of writing this book. Um, yeah. 
So they're just going through and they're like, Wortham was stationed at the northeast end of the rail where it emerged from the underground for a time. On its route through London, the train ran above ground intermittently. So basically, they, they're like preparing as we go and catch the train out, it's going to go through London. There'll be parts where it's through the tube and parts where it's uh, they're above ground and they need to think about how they're going to be vulnerable there and deal with that. Yeah. Because the train's going to be really noisy. It's going to attract demons. Yeah, basically. and there's like a final bridge as well that they know they're going to have to cross. Yep. And uh, yeah. Yeah. So. And so Simon checks his weapons, and then he began to run, yeah, which is... because the demons have started coming, they've started moving the train. Yep. And we're getting ready for the... F- yep, and then... The not final showdown. Yeah, so Warren uh, gets his Uber driver um, <laughs> over to Edgeware Road Tube Station, and is like, this is it. I'm gonna... The man who took my hand is here. Yeah, so Naomi's, like, quite confused And about she's this. like, what are you talking like, about? What are you doing? Yeah, and then a bunch of demons kind of surround them, and she's like... Warren, get back in the car. We should yep. go. And he's, and like, he's like, no, it's fine. I'm going to control these demons. They're going to listen to me now. Yeah. Um, and so Miriam's like, I brought you this army. Just call to me and they'll be yours. Yeah. You just need to actually have some like, Which, fucking yeah. some spine. Yeah. It sounds like a deal is being made there. Maybe. I don't know. Certainly just call to me and they'll be yours. Yeah. It does sound like he is making some sort of deal with a devil. I um but anyway uh warren embraces the darkness uh and has this demon army and basically um they make a run for that fucking train they make a run for the train um and then miriam is basically egging him on and saying ambition is a good thing but it can put on insolence basically like yeah embrace your darkness but you're still mine you're still mine and we have a very very rare mid chapter point of view change Mm, mm. because we then Cut back to yes. braced and ready, worried that McCorkleson yep. and the others wouldn't get the train onto the tracks in time. Yep. Simon stood with his sword in one hand and a spike boulder in the other. Wortham was on it was to his right, the other Templar, and there were forty three of them now, because yep. more of the Templar had abandoned High Seat Booth's command, stood yep. in a ragged line behind Simon. So yep. we kind of he's building up his his own army as well. Yes. Uh his hero units. Um Basically, they get ready, the demons come, and then they fight. They fight. Again, I don't know. I just find this, at this point, this, this is the fighting stuff is just exhausting. Yeah. Because we had, like, it feels like we had in the museum slash glassworks, we had this enormous, extravagant, four-chapter-long fight scene. Yeah. Um, and it was like, all right, that was it. That was the big fight scene where these two plot lines collided, and now we're sort of meant to be, like, having, like, the falling action and yeah. setting up the next arc. But instead, we are just immediately into another action scene. I'm, I'm very tired. And it, so it's it's kind of... It, it's weird because all of this combat has also felt like quite yeah. like boring because he's got his Templar armor, he's got his sword and everything. The earlier combat was probably way more interesting. Like when he first landed yes, on London... Yes, he had less to work with. Whereas yeah, like now it's like, he's like, he's running fine. through the forest. Yeah. Like that and he's was, like, damn, I wish I had my sword. It would be so sick. Yeah, like there's a there's yeah. more tension there. Yeah. Definitely. Totally. Like, yeah, much more readable. But this is just like... Yeah. It is, you know, again, to its credit, just like the combat in the video game. Yep. Um, basically, they fight the demons and then as everyone gets on the train... Uh, do, 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 do. They blow up one end of the tunnel, I Correct. think. Yep. Uh, um, and then we go into chapter forty-eight, where the fighting continues. Yeah. So Simon starts, you know, picking his tar- targets. targets. There's some on the ceiling. Yeah. Um, we there's a carnival. 
Yes, there was a carnival. We explained what fists are, yep. I think, which is like like little groups of five Templar. Mm-hmm. It's like a clan star for you Mech Warrior fans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, eventually, the, they succeeded uh, in doing stuff, and then Simon is like, retreat. Uh, and they get on the train. Or, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Warren mounts a blood angel. Yes. It's like big, the flying demon, you may recall from the very beginning of the book. Yep. Uh, and I mean, they've appeared throughout, but that was most memorable, I think, in the first chapter. Yeah. Uh, but basically, Warren shows up and just orders a flying demon to fly him after the train so he can ch- chase uh, Simon down. Which this is, is pretty cool. It's, it's, I mean, we've, we've completely committed to the ridiculousness of it because he's just flying around the train throwing energy balls at it for a yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I love that Simon catches up with him just by running. Yes. Very funny. Uh, do, 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 do. So... And, you know, like, yeah, he's about to get on the train as it's moving, and then something blasts him, which is Warren. Yes. So, um... Yep. Like, that ha- that happens, and then uh, there's some more fighting between Warren and Templar, mm-hmm. and the Blood Angel is um attacked like they use one of yep. their their whip guns yep and uh warren's you know tried to hang on to the blood angel but it gets sucked into the train car's wheels mm-hmm. which i don't think you would have wheels it's a mag it's a maglev it's train. unclear but we're you just gonna what? roll with it we'll so that. good um so and good. then before he could pull himself up mm-hmm. a knight stood at the edge and peered down at him pointing mm-hmm. a large pistol straight at his face which i think yep. we're supposed to assume is simon uh <laughs> I know. Uh, do, 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 do. No, it's a different different tempo oh, okay, because the one. chapter forty nine opens with Simon uh, watching as a glowing ball of energy oh, rips right. the temple out of shreds and knocks its scattered remains from the train car. Yes, the Templars, uh, the doomed Templars grappler sped across the roof of the train car. Oh no! Here we go. This is him grabbing the grappler and using it against that blood angel. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, yeah, forty nine. Um. um do, 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 do. They're almost free. Uh, yeah. Again, this is just all action scene as they're fighting on the train. That's basically what it is. Again, very Hollywood. Yes. Like we get a confrontation. Um, like Simon throws a grenade at him. Yeah. And then Warren just like uses his mind powers to get rid of it, which is pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then uh, so Simon, I believe he falls off the train and is like, "Damn, I'm not going to be able to catch up to them and save him." But then. A BMW R 1200GS Adventure Enduro motorcycle specifically built for off-road travel reared towards Simon. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Matthew. Uh, anyway, and clad in some sort of matte black armor consisted of overlapping sections, the rider looked almost insect-like, but the armor was so close-fitting that she was undeniably female. Yeah. And it is Leah returning. Finally. Finally. Uh, and he's like, what are you doing here, Leah? And she's like, saving you. Yeah. Uh, and she mentions that her exo isn't going to be happy about that. And we are finally getting the implication that Leah is part of some secret, some third secret society. society yeah, like after uh, 400, finally. Uh, 440 finally. pages here, we're finally getting yep. the payoff on uh, Leah. And Leah's like, we're going to help you out, but you should let your friends know that we're not the enemy. Yeah. Um, yep. Yep. I, yep. Uh, I'm, I could be incorrect here. Uh... Do Warren just like get hit by a tunnel? I forget. I forget. It's because we we 
Simon, so she, uh... Simon also gets knocked off and then he needs to get back on yeah. the new Blood Angel. Yeah. Right. I think so. Yeah. And then Warren, it says Warren, uh, do, 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 stood in the darkness of the tunnel. He saw a knight that had been knocked, that he had knocked from the train as he slid onto a motorcycle, which is, which yes. is Simon. Yep. So he's like, yeah. oh, this is the grenade thing you're talking about. Come yeah. up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, do, 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 do. Uh, so Simon now puts the pieces together. Yes, he's like, wait a second. You've been you followed me, me from South Africa. What? Yeah. So and they're like, she, I needed to learn more about the Templar. So it was all a ploy to infiltrate the Templar. And she's like, I can't tell you everything. I'm sure I will give you a great exposition dump later. Yeah. Um, so we bring this, this thread full circle. Uh, they start passing the train. Do, 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 do. Uh... Leah is helping, and Wortham's like, what? Leah? But she's a woman. <laughs> yep. Yep. We get that. And then we learn <clears throat> that the Hungerford Bridge, Merahim has set up an ambush. Yep. So, yep. we now go to our sort of final action yep. set piece in our final, final numbered chapter for this 50. book. Uh, which is Warren, again, flying on the Blood Angel to catch up, like, ugh. He's as as tired as I am of yeah. this of this set piece, honestly. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Warren is like, oh, I feel bad about people, you know, potentially being hurt. Yes. Now that he knows what's on the train. Now he knows what's on the train. Um. He's like, but no one in London really cared about me, so. So this. whatever. Yeah. So whatever. Uh, Simon spots Merham and Leah. Uh, Leah is actually helping him out and saying, yep. "Yeah, that's Merham. I know this." Uh, like, yeah, Merham. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is just out of the blue but at this point i'll take it yeah they've been uh, observing him apparently uh they had a mole in the cabalists uh and that merham's playing his own game tonight he attempts to make your rescue attempt part of his scheme yeah he's gonna blow up the bridge and send everyone into the river to drown as part of a sacrifice to satisfy some blood ritual i like which it. is half right yeah it's like it is a sacrifice but it's a sacrifice to increase merham's gamer score yeah. essentially <laughs> like <laughs> it's, it's that's <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know ritual may be giving it too much credit um, uh, i like how she avoids saying the word mole she says we had a someone, someone. um <sighs> yeah 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 and she calls the uh cabalists uh children playing with unknown monsters that can devour them all mm-hmm. uh simon didn't quite agree with that assessment he thought the cabalists were too smart for their own good but, it's uh, kind of the same thing, yeah. to be honest, but okay. Yep, um, he's like, I need to borrow your motorcycle. Yeah, and then he just kicks her off the motorbike. He yeah. just gets on it and does Simon things. <clears throat> yep, classic Simon-isms. Uh, uh, so he basically goes and catches up and thinks about his father, all the lessons his father had given him, and how he's never going to be able to tell his father how much those memories meant to him now. Yeah, and he grabs like a belt of grenades, yep. kind of like the end of... Um, yeah, I believe he like he's like, uh, like jumps off the motorcycle and like throws it into the the demon that's on the train tracks, right? Yeah, that's basically yeah. where like we he, end he up does, here. He does a Hellboy type thing. Yeah, where he just sort of kicks the motorcycle into him. Uh, and he says, <laughs> "It's funny." He's like con- communicating with his temple yep. bodies and is like, "All right, keep it, keep an eye peeled." If the bridge blows up before you get there, be prepared to stop. And they're like, <laughs> if the bridge blows up? What? Yeah. 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 So, uh, he's got a plan. He's got a plan. 
Uh, so Warren is just shooting energy balls at the engine, which is just confusing. Them. At this point, you're like, why aren't you going for the bridge? Isn't that the whole thing? Yeah. The it, whole thing. Uh, I, the whole plan. He's just not on the same wavelength yeah. as Merriam here. He's really... Um, but essentially, the Templars shoot back at him and kill the Blood Angel, uh, which uh, is not good for Warren because he's riding the Blood Angel. Yeah. Uh, and so he crashes into the river. Yeah. 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 Like, Simon is like, like he might not kill it. And if he didn't kill it, he was certain that it was going to kill him. Mm. And then he reminds himself, you don't have to kill it. You only have to destroy whatever means Miriam intends to use to blow up the bridge. Mm. Or mm. manage to keep him from doing it long enough to get the train to get by. So, like, mm. he, he's at least realizing that it's not really probable that he's going to be able to kill this thing. Yes. Um, but... Yeah, you know. Yep. Uh, he, Simon has a moment where he's fighting uh, Mirham. He yeah. says, "Die, hell beast." Yeah. <laughs> Which is is funny. It's a bit. Yeah. It's yep. a bit Um. It's yeah, very overwritten. Just he's he fights Mirham for a bit. Yeah, like for for a long ass chapter about yep. like this big action sequence. There's not really a big confrontation here between Mirham and. Yeah. Simon, like Simon, just kind of fucking throws grenades at him and kills him. Yep, that's yeah, that's it. That's basically what happens. There was no pursuit. Now, if we can just get out of London alive, Simon thought, and he basically stares at the horizon as the train leaves London. Uh, looking back at the city, Simon couldn't help but thinking that no one would ever again es- uh, escape the death trap that London had become. He hoped that. He hoped that wasn't true. So that's the end of the last Ch- numbered chapter. And then there's the short epilogue here. Um, where Simon is basically saying farewell to the refugees who are getting on a boat to leave. Yeah, um, I believe they're in, like, uh, a town, which is apparently still existing. Yeah, so they're in Bristol. Bristol, that's uh, it. And there's, like, a nice, like, sunrise or whatever, and, like, this far out from London, the demons aren't, that, like, that present. So yep. it, they're all kind of, like, taking, like, a, pr- a yep. brief respite from the war in London. Yep. Uh, there's someone who's, like... What are the other countries doing? And they're like, uh, no one really knows what they're supposed to do here. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, he's thinking about the mystery of Leah and her whole deal. Um. And then yeah. we get, so we we get another like mid chapter character yep. change, a pivot, where we get to Warren. Yes. Who is, who's now just completely fallen to like straight up just evil shit now. Yeah. And he's gone into a graveyard using the powers of Merahim to raise an entire army of the undead mm. which is you know pretty f- fucked up to begin with yeah. but then he like goes and finds the gravestone where his stepfather that he killed is yeah waits for his body to raise up from the ground and then incinerates him <laughs> yeah i mean like uh this is the commit moment, right? This is the more yeah. power Merahim gathered, the more that Warren got as well. Being independent, strong, and powerful was worth every dark and dreadful thing Warren had to do. Yeah. Which is the end, basically him swearing revenge. Yep. Revenge. The Hellgate London saga continues in book two, Goethe. Which we will get to at some at point. At some point. Uh, um, but that's it. Yep. Yeah. So about the author, the last page of this book that you can read. Mel Odom lives in Moore, Oklahoma with his wife and children. He's written dozens of books, original as well as tie-ins to games, shows, and movies such as Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Blade. He's received the Alex Award for his novel The Rover. His novel Apocalypse Dawn was runner-up for the Christie Award. 
He also coaches Little League Baseball and Basketball, teaches writing classes, and writes reviews of movies, DVDs, books, and video games. His page is www.melodom.com, but he blogs at melodom.blogspot.com, which I assume is no longer mm. available, and he can be reached at mel at melodom.net. We did it. We finished we the did book. It. We did it. We, um, we did it. We did it. But thank you so much for listening. Yeah, thanks everybody. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed at least us suffering through this novels. Uh, this novel. If you have read it and enjoyed it, I'm glad. Uh, if you've read it and not enjoyed it, I'm glad you suffered with us. Uh, and again, as we said, we will be back sometime soon mm, with more. the next book the second book which promises to be both shorter and better yeah two things that i am just thrilled just love on heap i love that yeah so uh yeah thanks again everybody and we'll see you next time